0: I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast, because Rod and Karen are hot.
1: Mm, You can find me in St. Louis, rolling on dubs, smoking on dubs in clubs, blowing up like cocoa puffs, sipping bud, getting perved and getting dubbed, daps and hugs, mean mugs and shoulder shrugs.
2: Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast, your host Rod and Karen. And you know what? what, Andrew, I don't believe you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't you need didn't a good job. You didn't feel the authenticity. I think that was one of the bare, better lyrical readings we've had on the show in a long time. You <laughs> didn't mess anything up, got all that's the words true. right.
3: Yeah, yeah, now, now that part, yes, yes. But I was thinking, hmm, would Andrew really do this? I don't think he
2: so. Didn't
4: a little,
1: like, Rick Ross. <laughs> I gotta I gotta work on my delivery a little bit. You know, if I'm gonna nail this audition, I need to practice a few more times. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you know, uh those who can't critique is what they say. Um so you gotta be a critic. If uh you're not a great actor and uh maybe that's why Andrew's a great critic. You can find his work at uh, FilmGeekRadio.com. Right now, he has, uh, obviously, Cinema Fix, which is uh, one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, Him and Monica, uh, you guys are awesome. Uh, And uh, the Tupperware Party, what is that, man? That's new.
1: The Tupperware Party is our new TV-themed podcast. Uh, After Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. finished up and we we wrapped up Season 1 of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast, uh, my good friend Charlie Nash and I—we've done a few podcasts together—and we decided to do a weekly podcast all about the new HBO series *The Leftovers*. Oh. Hits the name *The Tupperware Party*.
2: Oh, I have such a love-hate relationship so. with that uh, show.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's been a really interesting ride so far. It's like one week we'll be like, "This show is great," and then the next episode we'll be like, "What happened? This is terrible. It's—it's <laughs> it's really strange."
2: There's a lot of Lindelofisms in it, um, mm-hmm. where they like answer questions with like more confusing questions and you know things happen and you're like is that a dream or is that real and it's like does it matter isn't yeah isn't (laughs) the visual experience most the most important part i'm like no tell me a story
1: (laughs) yeah actually it seems like uh the the way they have it structured every third episode you know it's an ensemble cast but every third episode so far has focused on a single character, yep. and those episodes are usually fantastic, yeah, so I'm just kind of wondering, well why don't you just do that every single episode
2: yeah, I agree man it you know what it feels like um uh it feels a little like lost, but if you took lost seasons one through four and like jumbled them together where it's like well, every third episode is like a uh, a episode from season three and four of lost where they did mm-hmm. the where they did all the like character driven like this episode, let's talk about Hugo and those damn numbers. You know, like, right, Every, right. every third episode does feel like that. And I do like the, the character driven ones. I like the one with the preacher, uh, a lot. Um, and yeah, um, that's,
1: that's been my favorite episode so far. I thought that was great.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That one was off the hook, man. But, uh, yeah. Some of the other ones, I'm just like, yeah, I don't care anything about this or your shirts. Like I need you, <laughs> I need you to solve this crime way faster for me to stay interested. Um, but, yeah, that's interesting, man, a Tupperware party. So uh, I'm, everybody go check that out, man. Um, and uh, also, man, like, how's uh, things been on the uh, Film Geek Radio side and everything?
1: Oh, it's going well. You know, it's just we, we have a lot of fun talking movies, talking TV shows. It's been nice uh, since I got, I got this new job teaching. It's been nice to have the summer off and to just kind of podcast and catch up on movies and TV shows. So it's been going well.
2: Favorite movie this summer?
1: Favorite movie this summer, uh *Calvary*.
2: *Calvary*, okay, I haven't hmm. even Calvary. heard of that
1: one. Yeah, right. new, new dark comedy that just came out. I think in select cities uh, this past weekend. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, other than that, let's see. I really liked. Uh, I just saw *Lucy* today and actually liked it. Wow. Far, far more than I was expecting to. So, um,
5: so Andrew, I thought, do you I know how to go to previews? What was that? So you normally go to movie previews or you just wait till they hit the cinema? You mean screenings? Yeah, screenings.
1: Every once in a while, I'll get invited to, to a screening. I did, I did go to a screening of Calvary. I got to see that a little bit early. Uh, that was one of the few screenings I've been to this summer. Um, so if you get a chance to see Calvary, if it expands here to North Carolina, you gotta rush out and see it. I, I loved it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I liked Lucy. I thought Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was, pretty good overall but there's still a lot of stuff i have to catch up on what about you what's been what's been the highlight for you this summer
2: um first of all i hated lucy like that might be (laughs) like that might that and godzilla are like two of my my (laughs) bottom movies for the year
1: yeah i did not like godzilla much at all and i I will say this about lucy it is a dumb movie yeah (laughs) yeah really (laughs) dumb movie but it was 80 minutes and it kind of knew that it was dumb and i i enjoyed it just for that but like, yeah I w- it's a dumb movie
2: that was that was what got me was that it's the premise is about the brain so <laughs> right so the first 20 minutes kind of sets you up for like oh my god what are they gonna do this is gonna be such a smart movie you know as she develops these powers and then by the end, it's just like, and now she can do literally anything. we just making shit up now. And here's a USB card for all your troubles. I was like, oh god, that was yeah.
1: For a, for a movie about a, a, a lady who's really turning her brain on, yeah. you really have to turn your brain off. You really do. Lucy. yeah
4: Aww.
2: yeah. Everybody everyone uh, that I know on Facebook and stuff that don't like didn't like it. Everyone made the same like, I wish this movie had used more than twenty percent of its brain. Or like <laughs> everybody made the same joke. And then of course, Course, nobody Godzilla wasn't in Godzilla so that was a big problem for me mm-hmm. um and um I, I hate to I say hate to say it man but uh my man from kick-ass man he just couldn't carry that film dog <laughs> he could not no
1: <sighs> uh, no I I'm not sure to. if it was his fault or the script but no he was just a giant chunk of lead I was roo- in that movie
2: I, I was rooting for that dude man but I man by like the second time I almost fell asleep I was like damn it it's you man
5: so it's not the lack of Godzilla and the fighting. Yeah?
2: uh no 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 the lack of godzilla is a huge problem but normally you offset that with like some good character mm-hmm. actions like okay um for example i know this uh probably not the best example because people don't like this movie but cloverfield didn't bother me as much because like i understood the plight of the people in clover like wild yeah. Marshals were fighting mm-hmm. and i was like okay i can understand why you know this is important to you to risk all your friends' life to go see your girlfriend—is it dumb? Yes, but I understand. Right, but with him, I was just like, why don't you just call your wife and say leave the city, and and then you don't come home yet. Like you just go to another place and meet her there. The movie will only be twenty minutes, but y'all will be alive. And uh, he, <laughs> he, he decided not to do that.
5: Worse than Matthew, Matthew Broderick
2: when, um, when
5: he was uh, <laughs> facing Guzman.
2: Well, you know what, man? That uh, Matthew Broderick was better at being overwhelmed by fe- fucking with Godzilla. I was he to had to more that.
1: of a personality. Yeah. Okay.
2: He was just more likable, man. And like, there's parts where, like, Aaron Taylor Johnson, I think that's how you say his name, um, there's parts where, like, character actors are better than him, and then they die, and I was more sad
1: about that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, if, if Brian Cranston had been the main character in that movie, I think it could have been pretty great.
2: Yeah, he would have saved it, man. Because You know what else? Because he also knew what was going on. Like, Aaron Taylor Johnson is kind of like not knowing what going on, goes on, but like, uh, my man Walk from Breaking Bad was like, hey, dog, um, this is exactly what's going on with this Godzilla shit. And this is how you stop it. And they were like, we ain't listening to your crazy ass. <laughs> and, and then he dies. And I'm just sitting in the theater like, well, I don't care about this meathead. So, um, I don't know. I say my favorite movies this year. Um, Captain America was great. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I did like The Winter Soldier. I thought that that's been definitely by far the best Marvel Phase 2 film. Yeah, I really it, liked
2: it. It really surprised me, man, cuz uh I thought that they I did not like the first Captain America that much, so um I was I was shocked to to enjoy that movie so much, um uh, especially lot, with the Shil- the tie into Agents of Shield like Yes. They did a lot of cool stuff with that. Um Guardians of the Galaxy was one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Um just uh fun, and I think it's because I don't know or care that much about the comic book, so I there was nothing for me to be upset by, you know, or to be like, oh, Star-Lord would never do this thing like, it was just, oh, cool, this guy can fly now, and oh he's got a mask, like, it was just some cool seafaring, whimsical shit um, of course, Planet of the Apes was great mm-hmm. um, love all the lessons in there about the arrogance and humanity and stuff um and what else did i like man uh that's that's that might i mean i liked a lot of stuff but that might be it for like my major like i'm gonna remember this year for those movies um i think let cops is gonna be good i haven't seen let's be cops yeah, it's out know. by the way yeah, it so is. uh i think at least i know people that have seen it i don't know if it's out for screeners or if it's out out but i know people who've seen it um i don't think i'm gonna see it you think it's gonna be good
5: yeah. It's I think um that Wayans Damon's son mm-hmm. like I like he's he's the best Wayans actor out of all of them by far and I think Damon taught him like how to be successful in the movie business, not T V business. And how to how to do quality roles and be a quality actor on those roles. Because uh, I liked him and the other guys and it's like an extension of that. Mm-hmm. Um and I love the other guys. Like that movie was, it yeah, was I, great I like through too. and through. I too. Yeah. So I feel like it's just uh, an extension of that, um, with actually good acting and like it. It still has that comedic timing that you need in a comedy, and not just like on um, the the woman that plays Tammy that's just all over the place.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I I could see that. I guess I just when I see the previews, I don't see anything that that like makes me laugh me so, either so i'm like i'll catch it on netflix but it is rated r and it could be a case of we can't show you a bunch of stuff <gasps> oh okay it's rated r yeah. and you know if we show you this stuff uh we won't be able to put this commercial on tv so oh, we
3: have to put it on at 1am
2: yeah it could be that you know
5: and the other guys think about it you know the other guys the previews for that didn't do well people was hating on that movie great movie mm-hmm like it, it yes. was so funny the, the tlc references like just everything about it was just so hilarious
2: yeah i'm a big fan of the other guys i mean yeah yeah i hear, I hear you man um uh i couldn't think of anything. oh i like maleficent it's short yes but i liked it a lot man i just like angelina jolie that much in that movie and she, some she was fun And something about
3: edge of tomorrow i enjoyed that too
2: yeah at tom cruise uh the, the the sci-fi element felt like a video game mm-hmm. uh 22 jump street was hilarious to me yes it was mostly because that movie was like we know sequels suck and <laughs> we're just gonna talk about this sequels in hollywood more than we're gonna talk about the plot to this movie and i was okay with it because um that entire franchise is pretty much a joke like Right. You know, compared to, you know, how they took it serious when we were kids and, and made TV series about 40-year-old people going to high school.
5: What were you going to say, Justin? No, I wasn't going to say anything. But what I will say, though, I don't think anyone has said in a long time that they enjoyed Angelina Jolie in a movie. Uh, the
3: it has been a while for me. <laughs> I think what she, anyone would have
5: said but, that But she, but she
2: played her ass
3: off in that movie. She did a marvelous job.
2: It's I, been quite some time for I,
5: Maybe the first Tomb Raider. Maybe
2: yeah it's been a while for me but uh yeah she was great and maleficent man Mm -hmm. like i know it got a lot of flack and then there was like all the people that were talking about rape allegories and all this stuff so there was like a lot of you know thought going into the movie but i mean just as a 90 minutes of uh of a cool movie i had i had a good time man yeah me too did you like the lego movie was that this year
1: yes oh the lego movie was amazing that's one of the best films of the year Mm.
2: <laughs> I enjoyed the Lego
3: movies a lot yeah we, we did a full movie review and yeah we was on like the opposite ends of the spectrum on that one
2: yeah, I, I know for a fact I'm the only person that didn't like the Lego movie and I don't even know like why I, I can't get with it like I just feel like I like I had my limit for once where I was just like I'm too cynical for this movie man it was the movie was it was a very nice, feel good movie. And I just sit there the whole time like, oh, really? Just a Lego car, I guess, because I had Legos as a kid. I'm supposed to like this, huh? But uh I don't know. The movie wasn't terrible yeah, or anything, but uh that was I couldn't get into it. Yeah. I, had to I watch it again. Because you don't have children, too. I don't know, man. I feel like people that don't have kids like the movie i think it just reminds everybody of playing with legos and shit it did
3: for me because like i said we was at the other two ends of the spectrum i was like "Ooh, legos everything legos the sea the water the clouds like i was just (laughs) just just like a kid in a fucking wonderland (laughs) i had
2: a ball yeah i wanted to be like you guys know if you love legos so much you can watch them on cartoon network for uh ninjago uh ninjago every week but nobody wants to see that shit why because legos aren't that interesting uh, but uh, I didn't say that because I, I let people enjoy <laughs>
3: I
1: let yes. people enjoy
3: their thing. <laughs> yes, because you might get got cut. Let me enjoy my Legos. So. Um,
2: did anybody see um, Snowpiercer?
1: Oh, I, I saw was... Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer oh. was was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I liked Snowpiercer a lot.
2: Yeah. What is that? I was about to ask. I was like, "What the hell is that?" Uh, you watched an hour of it the other day when I played. <laughs> oh, I did. When I played it on Amazon Instant on our um, on our Xbox One. Uh, it's a movie about those people that are stuck on a train. Their the last Oh, on Earth. that movie! Oh, yeah. I didn't know the name of it. Like it got—is that Christian Bale? Nah, it's uh, the dude from Captain America, dog. Mm-hmm. Chris Evans, I think is his name. From yep, what Chris i Evans. Seen,
3: the parts i seen it was very good.
2: Yeah, it's very weird, and that it is. The concept is weird, um, and you need to accept that some um, very co- coincidental, like you know, convenient things are going to happen right when they need them to on the train. As long as you accept that, I think it's okay, you know, because I kept having moments where I was like, so the time they want to have a shootout between the cars is right when they go on a curve, like... Dinner. Well,
1: yeah, yeah, there's stuff like that, and you also have to just... Just stop. Uh, just don't nitpick the design of the train. Yeah. Because it's easy to do that too. Like, wait, why would that room be right after this room? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you just gotta ignore all that and just go with it. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. Who's like the t-
2: interior designer? I don't understand. Like, it's yeah. one of those, um, movies where, um, I-, I didn't like this movie, but the movie, um, that, uh, well, Justin Timberlake was in about time. I think it was like, uh, oh, in time, in time. Bad. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I didn't like that, but there was a lot of allegories and like, well, isn't life kind of like this and the haves and the have nots and everyone's just trying to get money, but money's really just to buy time and every all the poor people are running out of time and all the rich people are taking it all up. Like it was very like trying to be deep. But the concept just kind of breaks down halfway through. You're like, wait a minute. Man, this isn't even, this is kind of some bullshit. Well, I felt like that about this movie where I was like, I started to be like, oh, well, this is kind of some bullshit. I mean, the people would just go into that compartment and be like, oh, wait a minute. You feeding us this? This is bullshit. And change everything. And I was like, ah, right, who cares?
1: So. Yeah, there there have been a lot of movies like that lately. Just kind of these these, I guess you could say, Marxist parables about you know class warfare and the haves versus the have nots. And I actually think Snowpiercer is probably the best out of all of them. You know, yeah. if you look at like In Time and Elysium and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. There's just been a bunch of movies about that lately. And Snowpiercer, I think, is definitely. The, the most interesting
2: man Elysium tried so hard yeah you really yeah, got to you yeah. got to give it an A for effort, but jesus man. <laughs> it was bad that shit it was like a essay on economics and like that an eighth grader wrote you know just well liked. I
1: think Snowpiercer is is the same way in some ways I just think mm-hmm. it's it's far better executed I mean it, right. it's not subtle at all about what it's trying to say about the system and, and capitalism and how it supposedly has to keep on running and we can't let it stop and right but uh, but I think it's overall just handled much more effectively yeah um, and, and also I don't know if, uh, if, if you guys uh, keep up with a lot of smaller independent stuff that's on video on demand but if you're interested in movies and particularly in, in particular just blockbusters and the whole idea of Blockbusters. There's a fantastic documentary um, that j- recently came out on BOD called Jodorowsky's Dune, and it's about uh, this. It's the, the the mother of all film projects that never got made. Uh, this mm-hmm. was it was a couple of years before Star Wars uh, when this uh, avant garde, really experimental, cult Chilean director um, Alejandro Jodorowsky basically sat down to adapt the book Dune. Uh, into a movie and it was gonna be this incredible sci-fi epic uh and and he got all these people to sign on and and just the, the he got all of these people from the from the comics world to design the art for the movie. He got uh H.R. Giger who went on to design Alien to to work on the movie and it's just this incredibly ambitious film that never got made, um, unfortunately. And there's a documentary all about just kind of the production and when, what happened and how it fell apart. And it's really fascinating. And, it, and it, it kind of makes you think, like, if this movie had been made and had actually been accomplished years before Star Wars, how would the summer blockbuster have changed? And it's just really incredible. So if you're, so if you're into documentaries or or you know, just behind the scenes look at movies at all, I'd say check out Jodorowsky's Dune on VOD.
2: All right, cool, man. I will do that, man. Um, I've been very – like, this summer has been a great summer for uh, at least me as somebody who kind of monitors, like, what movies make money and how much and all that stuff because, um, it um like, it feels like a, the fans of movies, like the audience who goes to see movies <laughs> – Um, have been putting their money where their mouth is and like supporting, uh, a lot of movies that I think maybe critics were rooting against or didn't necessarily think that these movies should have done so well. But I'm kind of glad that they are doing well because, you know, they're like, not everything is designed to be like the Academy Award winning, uh, you know, serious take on something or even like groundbreaking, uh, Transformers. Like, I remember people, were uh, thinking like well this one will be the one that flops. Everyone's tired of this shit and it, it uh, it's almost at a billion dollars if not more now. Um it set the box office record for China. Um I know uh Amazing Spider-Man 2 which a lot of uh, critics didn't like. It made a ton of money. Um um and it's been interesting in the aftermath to watch how like the narratives change around the movies like uh even when um uh even when uh, Transformers was making like uh, over expectations and on its way to a billion dollars. I was reading articles that were like, "Why Michael Bay should give up Transformers and stuff." Like, you know, they they want to make money. They're not gonna right. n- not want to make money next time they do a Transformers movie. Like, they're not gonna shake that up. Um, uh, there was also uh, uh, Amazing Spider-Man when it started making um, when it like I remember the reporting for that weekend was. Amazing Spider-Man fails to reach 100 million dollars, uh, and I was like, "Damn, really, man, that sucks." And then you read the article; it's made 94 million dollars. You're like, "Well, that's not <laughs> a death nail. Like, that's not like, oh wow, wow, this is like Hercules for the Rock. You know, this what what where do you go from here?" And it's like, well, okay, it didn't make as much as people said. And then when it started making over 100 million, then all of a sudden, uh, articles started adding in like the the uh, advertising budget to it. Like it's it's just been very interesting as like uh, just a fan who follows some of the movie news to kind of see like how the stories are changing when something makes money or doesn't make money, you know.
3: True, and and I think for me, I'm not gonna lie, I am biased towards Transformers, and I like just dumb, pointless movies. They don't got to make sense. They ain't got to have a plot. Mm. You and you, you know, you can have racist uh, robots. You know, I don't care. Here's my money. And well, that's I, the
2: thing. Um, I think people thought they were informing the Transformers going audience, movie going going audience of something. Mm-mm. We know. Yeah, this is the full. It's, it's not. A, we don't think it's a good movie. In the like, wow, I learned something today. It's just right. big ass robots killing each other. That's all we want to see and, and shit blowing up. Yeah, it's like not everybody has a sophisticated palate, man. <laughs> and to the tune of a billion dollars um i feel like people were kind of on that side um guardians of the galaxy um uh, it kinda, i i watched this week which has been really interesting uh before it came out it was kind of like oh will this be marvel's first like film that either doesn't do well at the box office or is it going to be like the little film that could from a director who's you know not as well known but kind of had a cult hit with slither and um now i'm I'm already seeing it change to like well, this is what's wrong with this movie after it made like it, it felt like once it made that ninety something million dollars to set the box office record for August for all time it it turned into well what's wrong with this movie like <laughs> This is a, why is this movie that not working it's like well everybody liked it when they went to see it on friday and and saturday that you know that's why people went to go see it and uh it made a lot of money because people liked it you know you go look at uh rotten tomatoes and the fan score and stuff and it's pretty high i think you know people were talking about it all on social media telling everybody to go see it mm-hmm. that you I know, know I sometimes it's, it's that simple like it's not you know um it- that complex. And to me, I'm not
3: going to lie. If you can make me almost cry with a genetically engineered raccoon
0: <laughs> and a tree,
3: and all he says is, I am Groot,
2: you have got my money. Yeah. It's funny because <laughs> now, uh, like this article from Daily Beats, why guardians won't change things for women. Uh, I saw another one. What's I got to do with anything? Uh, I, I mean, it's I think it's like once the film becomes successful, then it's like people are going to like critique it harder you know what i mean oh, like if okay. it, i feel like if this would have made like 40 million dollars it would have been more like why you should have saw this movie but yeah when, once you see it it's kind of like well it ain't gonna give women at marvel a bigger role like there's no women that's gonna get their own movies from marvel it's like well no one was looking for that coming in
5: because there's not that many women comic books
2: yeah but right. it's, it's also odd to put that qualifier on the movie going out you know what i mean like it would be different if this movie was called, uh, I don't know, um, uh, if it was like Wonder Woman the movie and then the movie flopped and then it was like, this is why this movie won't change anything. Or even if it was Wonder Woman the movie and it made a billion dollars and you say, hey, it doesn't matter that it made a billion dollars. There's not It's not going to change a whole bunch of other uh, movie roles for women when it comes to superheroes. And then you could have an art. But, like, why would anyone expect Guardians of the Galaxy to change what uh you know what what women uh do in, in hollywood for the the franchise of superheroes? unless movies. they
5: make jessica alba wonder woman it'll get a billion
2: <laughs> <laughs> when's the last time jessica alba has been in anything fantastic four probably yeah I don't, which was did that terrible. make a billion
5: ball no. uh, it, it wasn't sitting around her in that tight outfit that she probably would oh, be okay. Wearing as Wonder okay okay well
2: there's that that used to be a selling point until pornography was free <laughs> and readily available on the internet. I don't think people leave their house just for a tight uniform anymore. Um, But then I saw another article about Guardians of the Galaxy, and it was like, why the bad guys suck? And it's like, you know that that's just going to make everybody that... Because so many people enjoyed it at this point. It's going to make people go click on it to be like, well, why did they suck? I mean, I enjoyed the movie, and I thought they were pretty cool. Like, er- Like, it's just everything is so, like... Uh, And maybe it's because the Internet now we just have like, you know, faster access to like getting our opinions out there and and same thing for critics and journalists and stuff. So but it's just like so quick how the the stories just change. Like, you know, I I, I can't wait till Guardians of the Galaxy, two when all of a sudden everybody's like James Gunn is terrible and he's the problem with Hollywood.
4: (laughs) These
2: These Hollywood elite directors going around not giving women the roles that they deserve right like, and
3: these women why they gotta be green
2: right yeah uh this is uh this is an interesting time that we're living in man um all right let's talk about what i've been trying to avoid talking about all this time <laughs> <sighs> true blood was on and uh as always we have to discuss true blood because that's what we do here at the blackout tips mm-hmm. On Tuesdays. Yeah, speaking
1: of black female characters.
2: Yes, they have uh, black female characters. Uh, one of the greatest of all time, in my opinion. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yes. Letty Mae Daniels.
5: Her own acting school.
2: Yes, she should have. <laughs> she increases the quality of acting by everyone in the cast uh, by 75% in each scene that she's on. So, um, even people that can't traditionally act, she uh, moves them up the list, in my opinion. But, um... Yeah, so True Blood was on, and uh, in the previews, you know, they always show like the little previews before it starts, and they kept showing clips of Hoyt. And I was like, oh, looks like Hoyt's coming back home.
5: Yeah, for who and for what? Right. You, you know, I almost skipped this episode and was going to blight like, and just say I did watch it.
2: <laughs> how, do I, how do I know you didn't? <laughs> right. I mean,
1: you wouldn't have missed much yeah. <laughs> if you had skipped it.
2: Um, so, uh, yeah, Hoyt was coming back home. Um, they, uh, basically opened up the show with, um, uh, uh, Eric, the Yakuza and Pam, uh, busting up into Sarah's sister's house, Amber, and saying, um, where's Sarah at? Uh, which is funny cause they like just asked her that like a couple episodes ago. <laughs> um, and she was all too willing to help. But now, you know, they're checking her out, and they're like, hey, you look like you're cured. Mm -hmm. Uh, Didn't you have help, V? She
5: came to the door glowing. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) She answered that door like, what's going on, everybody? New
5: hairdo, everything. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) I woke up like this.
5: Nails did, hair did, everything did. She fancy.
2: Right. (laughs) Uh, So she wakes up, and she's like, "Um, yeah, um, uh, I, I don't know, no, Sarah. Like, I, I never even heard of it in my life. Y'all, y'all get out of my house. And, um, this is, by the way, this is the time. I don't know how I didn't catch it last week. I think I may have heard it and was like, nah, that's too stupid even for this show. The Yakuza boss's name is Mr. Gus.
4: Like Gus the Bus?
2: <laughs> yeah. Like an Asian dude with a southern accent named Mr. Gus. Like, that makes who, no sense. Who wrote that character and thought, yeah. Does he, Mm -hmm. does, does
3: he have a barbecue named after
1: him too? He should. He should. It's called breaking down stereotypes, Rod. You should be all about this. Come
5: on. But he, if he, maybe if he wasn't driving a too fast, too furious cars,
2: Right. Well, (laughs) if, if they weren't riding, uh, if they weren't driving low riders with tinted windows, uh, maybe I'd be like, oh, True Blood finally broke some stereotypes. That's what I like to hear. But I was waiting on him to be like, Mr. Gus, Gus Azaki from, uh, from Japan. (laughs) But, uh, apparently it's just Mr. Gus, the, uh, Asian, uh, Southern accent dude who's, uh, you know, still one of my favorite characters on the show just cause he's an Asian dude with a Southern accent. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, Amber, which had this really weird, like nonsensical attitude, which was, I'm going to protect my sister because she's the cure to saving all the vampires by not telling the people who are trying to cure all the vampires.
5: That made a lot of sense. And how? No, it made sense in, in the aspect of the, how terrible the show is. It oh, made sense. yeah. Okay. <laughs> like okay. I expected it from them and this episode. Yeah. Like we need something to drag out the episode and what better way to do it than to play coy and cat and mouse with where Sarah is. You know what I mean? Like it's, like it was so stupid. She could have just said, look, she left while I was asleep during the day. I don't know where the fuck she went to. Right um but i wish i could help you she'll probably be back soon she mentioned something about her you know
2: i mean because she told them, she told them that sarah was a cure now yep so like that's the only real pertinent information that you have because she didn't even seem to know where sarah went
5: she wanted to be the last vampire i was like does she want to be the only vampire on the earth like well, they'll kill her so fast that
2: was the other part that i thought was nonsensical you know these motherfuckers will kill you if you don't tell. So now... Well, well here's yeah. the other
1: thing, is that if she's cured now by, I guess, drinking Sarah's blood, mm-hmm. does that mean that now she could also be a cure? Like, yeah. if they were just like, hey, Amber, we're gonna suck your blood for a while, couldn't they just use Amber? Yep. Forget Sarah.
5: That's, like, what I, that's what I kept thinking. Just like they did with Bill.
2: Yep, that's exactly what I kept thinking. And uh even if... Here's the other thing, even if you give her Hep V back, it still helps your goal because now you go, well, you have Hep V too, where's your sister? Mm -hmm. You know, we're right back to where we started. And they, they didn't do any of this shit, man. It was... It was like the dumbest interrogation. All, everyone just kept going, well, let me talk to her. Maybe you're not talking to her right. Uh, Hey, you're stupid and I don't like you. Oh, no, no, no. Let me talk to her. You're not talking to her right. Hey, I'll give you some money. How about that? Would you be interested in some money? No, let me talk to her. You're not talking to her right. I'm going to stab you in your chest. Blam. I was like, oh, great. Good job, everybody. <laughs> um, and you
5: accomplished what here?
2: Yeah. Shout out to Eric, because part of his interrogation technique was to go in her photo albums and take pictures of her with her ex-boyfriend and light it on fire. She might have been like, good. I just want to know how you found the one young woman that keeps actual photos as hard copies. In
3: 2014? Yeah, he didn't need to burn
2: like an iPhone screen or delete some pictures uh-huh. off like he found no, the actual she, she doesn't
1: she doesn't have internet at her house <laughs> yeah. so that, was, you know, that that's why it's so terrible that her parents rejected her is that she's forced to live in this place with no internet Third <laughs> world
4: problems
1: yeah like
2: he's like he went I and found po- he found like polaroid pictures i was like that <laughs> doesn't that does not exist in 2014 i'm sorry um but yeah so he killed the shit out of her um i guess don't test a dying man's patience right um and uh yeah and I like soon as she died i was like i can't believe she didn't realize she was going to die if she kept fucking around like her whole thing was like i'm cured i can live forever oh wait i did not think this through yeah like they have
5: me tied up and they are gonna kill me they know them for killing people
2: yeah she and like i guess stupidity would run in the family like that is a theme in this show <laughs> like
1: th- this show has a lot it's of genetic yeah
2: yeah a lot of stupid families yeah. So maybe she was just so stupid. She was like, I'm not going to tell you because she's the Messiah now. She's going to save everybody. How? Uh, How right. is
5: she going to save them if no one knows where she's at? Right.
2: Um, so uh, they, uh, Holly and Andy go to Camp Belfort uh, to look for their, their, their kids. Uh-huh. Oh,
3: them two dummies.
2: Yeah. <laughs> is that your Andy uh, impersonation? <laughs> yes.
5: I hate the way his voice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Carly Rod, Karen,
2: <laughs> Andrew. I love, I love his voice. I guarantee. This is my favorite thing about the show. Uh, one of them. Um, Can't believe we're talking about true blood. <laughs> so he goes. It sound like him too. hurts my throat. <laughs> so they, they go up there and, um of course the teens have left their phones. At Camp Bell for because stupidity runs in the gene pool. Yeah, she told him to leave. And him. Violet said, "Hey, uh, here's some candy. Hop in my van." <laughs> and they did it, you know. Was it um, Hansel and Gretel? But it really is, Karen. It's really yeah. okay. not. Okay. It's really not more complex than that at all. <laughs> I,
5: I will say, at least she has the mind of a one year old in theory.
2: Oh yeah, because Adeline grew to maturity in such a short period of time. Right. Yeah, it would make sense that uh, she's a functioning, uh, just like, brain-dead person. You know, yeah. like, she's a, basically a, a toddler uh, that's a teenager, yeah. you know.
1: I will give her that.
2: Yeah, but the boy is so dumb.
1: <laughs> yeah, th- there are so many just logical problems with that whole subplot. First yeah. of all, no teenager in this day and age is going to leave their phones. It's not right. going to happen. Right. Second of all, Andy and Holly show up and are like, oh, where are they? They must be in Oklahoma. And right. it's like, they they don't have their car. Their right. car is right there. How could they get to Oklahoma?
4: <laughs> right. Why
1: are you going to drive all the way to Oklahoma to search for your kids that don't have transportation to get there? It yeah. just uh, and doesn't we make a
3: sense.
5: They know how to get there because
2: they're not that bright.
5: And why hasn't he put out an APB with. Right. Of the officers.
2: You're the goddamn chief of the police. <laughs> he, that's right. He hey, says. we got two missing kids. Here's their descriptions. Can okay? Let's could, find them. Could he not just call the Oklahoma
5: PD and have yeah. them send a call over? <laughs> right. He could. Like, is that not like i don't i was thinking why would you drive up there like could you just not call somebody
1: well
2: you know the Bell- they
1: can't do that Rob. then the writers would have to come up with something else <laughs> in the episode and it's just too much work
2: you know the the Bellfors are a stupid people they, they come from <laughs> the stupid stock uh between terry and uh terry and him man so <laughs>
5: very proud stupid family. A very
2: proud <laughs> stupid family that doesn't believe in getting help so, uh, yeah, they drove their ass to Oklahoma, man. it, it was, and, and it wasn't even just Oklahoma. She's like two hours, like outside of Oklahoma. It's like, what? Just call somebody. Like, that stopped, was the other thing. Just call the house.
5: <laughs> yep. When he <laughs> called, when he stopped to get gas at no point did he think this is a bad idea.
2: Right. Cause that is, you know what? Getting gas is a great moment for reflection that will make a lot of people change their lives. Are so you just like, this is a dumb idea. I, I, I have enough gas to turn around now and go yep. back home. It's late.
5: like, it's like that long trip to anywhere in Florida. And you're like, you know what? Why didn't I just catch a plane? Right. Why, why did I, Why did we choose to drive down here?
2: Yep. So, um, uh, yeah, the dumbass teams, uh, plot was going on and the dumbass adults went to go find them in Oklahoma. Um, uh, so I, I did wonder this last, the last, last week about bill, if the reason that his hep V was moving faster was because of Suki's fairy powers. yep. But they kind of said that wasn't that they don't think that was it, which, uh, so it's moving even faster than it would with the, um, you know, with the regular fairy powers. Maybe it's uh, because you got that,
5: that good guy blood you know, that he, that he now has, you
2: mean the, uh, historically progressive white man blood that, uh, <laughs> that bill has is his historically progressive superpowers in yep. every, in every period of time in American history, bill was always the most progressive white man <laughs> in the room.
5: Yep. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the cause is that maybe he was just a little more evil, yeah. a little more racist. He might could, you yeah. know, his hate, uh will him to live and fight this heavy because look at eric yeah eric has eric has been killing ninjas
4: yeah doing
5: superhuman moves for a dude who could barely walk just two weeks ago
2: that's true that's true maybe that's what it is you gotta be more evil man uh because yeah every flashback of his is like him just being like you know what women should have rights I'm like, come on, man! That doesn't even make sense in 1920s. No white dude was thinking that in 1905.
5: Yeah, like the chat room said, his disease too was also progressive.
2: Yeah, was progressive. Um, But yeah, uh, I thought it might have been souped up based on fairy powers. um, But uh, they didn't really know. Then the phone started ringing. And uh it was ringing so long that I yelled at my TV, oh, for crying out loud, answer the fucking phone.
5: <laughs> um, how many rings does your phone get? Mine, after three, it's going to voicemail.
3: What was it? Old school where it rang 10 times for the ass machine pickup?
2: I don't know. Why? Well, that's <laughs> old school right now. No cell phone rings that long. Oh, no. It rang for like a minute. And I was like, that. that's not how cell phones work anymore. Um. But uh, Vamp- uh, Bill answers it, and it's Andy uh, calling him Vampire Bill.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is, is there of course, another- what else would you call it?
2: <laughs> yeah, is there another Bill? Because it's been seven seasons. <laughs> I-, I think that
1: Bill should just start calling him Human Andy.
2: Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what is it, Human Andy? Yeah.
5: Um,
2: but yeah he's like uh your
5: your, your bill cop do was excellent sir. yeah
4: (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) um so uh he's like uh have you seen oh no he's like can you is jessica there uh and jessica comes and gets the phone and he's like can you sense adeline that she's in danger and she said yeah um he said well yeah you know if you're not sensing anything then she must be okay so whatever she's up to she'll she'll be fine but we just need to find her in the meantime anyway and she he said you know let me know if you do sense any danger and then jessica was like let me know if you uh when you find her you give me a call and i was like wait a minute doesn't doesn't andy hate bill and jessica
5: yep cause, well jessica ate all his uh right. literal puppies <laughs>
2: Yeah, he hates her for killing all his other daughters, and then he he hated Bill, like, what, three episodes ago, or maybe even more now, four episodes ago, because he kept being like, I don't care if we're out here together hunting for these people, like, I you're still a vampire to me and all this shit. And I was like, so are they cool now, or is it just because it's a time of crisis?
1: Well, well, look, what you failed to recognize, Rod, is that, sure, Andy may hate both of them. But the thing that he hates more than anything is teen sex.
2: Oh,
5: so. okay. Brother okay. and sister teen sex at that.
2: Yeah, yeah. By the way, that is so unfair. I'm glad I've never been in that situation. Because y'all want to get married, we can't fuck? That, that <laughs> What? That has nothing to do with me. That is your life. You can't just switch ah! the rules in the middle of my courtship. Where we've been liking each other for, for what, for two seasons now. He's going to turn around like, hey, we're getting married. So?
5: Anyway, so you saying you date your sister?
2: If it was my stepsister, they tried to make it seem they tried to make it seem like that happened first. You know what I mean? Like, they, like they, they remember last year? It was um, wasn't it her that was out there uh, on a like going out with both of the brothers or something? You remember what I'm talking about? They went to the graveyard or something. And then I mean, y'all gotta convince me if you if you if it's okay for you to date your yeah. sister, I'm okay with that. I have no listen. I watch tons of open-minded pornography and if if people would like to play the role of brother and sister or stepsister that is two consenting adults that's fine so um but nah man it was very weird that they were like so like they went so crazy about it it's like you got married without even having a fucking wedding ring (laughs)
4: like
2: how how dare you tell somebody else what they can and can't do. Um, Especially
5: somebody who can't read or write. Yeah. And you know that your
2: daughter is one years old, okay? And you know that this other boy is stupid. He can't even possibly take advantage of her. He's too dumb. Um, and She might be safer with him. Yeah.
5: So he doesn't know how to just go to a hotel room.
2: My wor- The worst detail of that call is when Andy called her red when he hung up the phone. Like it was, like it was some kind nickname. Like, you told her to stay out of your house forever. Um... So, uh
1: yeah. Why don't they go to a hotel? I mean, mm-hmm. come on. You get them. You're gonna do that in the treehouse, <laughs> right? It's a good way in to the, get some splinters. In, in some the dark, in the dark, places you don't want any splinters. <laughs> in I mean,
5: the dark, just... with help v vamps running around, still
2: S- smelling like a fairy. By mm-hmm. the way, just out in the woods. Like all it took was Sicky to cut herself, and help v vampire showed up. Um, so uh Violet introduces them to her uh, mansion uh mm-hmm. she takes uh um uh, Hansel Adam and L- gretel that's yeah, their Hans- new name Hans- right. she takes Hansel and gretel into the house opens <laughs> up the oven but uh yeah she's like she's like welcome to my mansion my first thought of course is maybe if valet had told jason about this mansion
5: they'd <laughs> yeah. still be together right <laughs> i mean I-, I was thinking that too why was she living in his
2: shack yeah his house is so terribly decorated (laughs) like it's the worst. like it might be the worst living situation on the house other than the basement of the church and um yeah so as soon as i saw the mention, i was like well that's why y'all aren't together I guess she yeah. had secrets too. They would, too.
1: they'd still be in a relationship if, if, you know, Jessica would come on to Jason and he'd be like, uh, sorry, Jessica, you're great, but I can't be with you because you don't have a sex dungeon. Right. Yep.
5: Did you see all them sex toys?
2: Yeah, uh-huh. not, to, yeah, not to mention she has a sex dungeon and she wouldn't even let Jess, Jason, Jason have sex with her for like a year. Like, you have a sex dungeon, man? What a. Freak. Anyway. <laughs> she
5: needed, are you saying she needed to be cheated on?
2: I'm saying, I'm saying what she did is worse than cheating. You know what I mean? After we break up being like, well, you know, sometimes I go to my sex dungeon. It's like, why did we could have been hanging out a long time ago? Um, So, yeah, uh, she did tell her. Um, she did tell Adeline that when I was your age, I used to fuck my brother, too. A lot. And uh, that was some uh, crazy chick love advice. Like the the crazy was strong with her to even say some shit like Eric that. Eric used to have his sex with his sister. And she said it like it wasn't her stepbrother.
5: <laughs> yeah, like her blood. Yeah, she
2: said it like it wasn't her stepbrother. That's
5: what I'm saying. Eric had sex with his sister. The first time he was introduced to her, mm-hmm. I was like,
2: oh, so he had an old school
5: girlfriend. Like, this is my sister. I was like, what? Yeah,
1: that
2: was very weird, too. Well,
1: well, when she says that she used to have sex with her brother, does she actually mean her biological brother? Or does she mean like her vampire brother? Like they were created by the same
2: Yeah, because I, yeah, I think that's what Eric was doing, right?
5: Yeah, I I just think once we're a brother and sister, I don't know that I can. It's kind of like that switch (laughs) with a light switch on and off.
2: So if somebody like came to you tomorrow and was like, uh, your mom was like, I'm marrying Turk's dad. You'll be like, well, this marriage (laughs) is annulled.
5: It's different because
4: we're ah,
5: we're actually married. It's different. If that was my girlfriend, I would be like, I would look at her different. I would start to look at her a little different.
2: I, I don't even know how that. I guess I'm just not as close with my family as you, because that wouldn't make any difference to me. I'm like, I'm okay with you having sex with your sister. Yeah, I'm okay with you having (laughs) sex with your sister. (laughs) So I just want, you know, I'm okay with everybody. Now you have
5: said. Now let's 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 reverse it and say that you find out down the line. You know what? You and Karen actually are cousins.
2: You know what? It's really good that we have decided not to have kids. You know
5: what I <laughs> yeah, I mean, so up right. top, we, won't we, we don't have no to about that. Up top for y'all. y'all. <laughs> well,
2: y'all should have told me this a long time ago. We done put thirteen years in. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, she brought these kids to a sex dungeon, Um, and I figured that that's how Republicans imagine the inside of Planned Parenthood looks like. <laughs> 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 it's like, yep, that's what we do: we just take teens to the sex dungeon and uh, give them abortions. Um but yeah I, I i was envious of them cuz i never had a babysitter that cool that <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh y'all want to y'all want to sleep in the sex dungeon sure of course <laughs> um Stop doing the thing i wouldn't do so uh <laughs> we we go back to bill's house and he's moping and shit and um uh suki uh swears there's a cure for bill's condition she was just like 100% sure like something good's going to happen uh For bill i don't know why (laughs) like she's i get you know what it is um it does make sense for that character she believes anything good can happen because good shit always happens to her yep but it never happens to anyone else if she pays attention around her everyone else's life has been made worse by the addition of vampires
5: and by knowing
2: uh, her and knowing her yes like al is dead (laughs) where where was his miracle and then yep. she she told them not to bring him back to life as a vampire because he wouldn't want it because she decides she don't know what he would want. All right. She ain't had that problem with Tara. But uh, anyway, uh, Keith, uh, there's a sex dream with uh, Arlene and Keith, the new vampire, who I'm assuming is supposed to be like the new hot stud. Uh, and,
5: and right then Keith should have quit.
2: Yeah, right. He should have quit like the actor that didn't want to do do
5: gay scenes. Yep, Keith should have been like, you know what? Um, Nope, I'm not for this. Yeah, no redheads. She's too old. (laughs) I I don't do milfs. No, Uh,
1: I I quit the show.
2: No, uh,
1: but yeah. So Keith, he's 515 years old, guys.
2: (laughs) Apparently so. (laughs) He's a vampire. In case people don't know, vampire Keith is what they should call him. (laughs) Yeah. uh, yeah, I he, want
1: to see the spinoff of True Blood that's just Vampire Bill and Vampire Keith like solving <laughs> mysteries.
2: That would be the greatest thing ever. With their progressive politics. Uh, yes, yes.
5: Being the humanitarians that they are.
2: Yeah, they just keep going to other countries and telling them what's wrong with it. You, got, you guys need a democracy. We'll figure it out. True
1: Detective uh, Vampire Edition. <laughs> right.
2: Like a Sherlock's home vampire? Yeah. Uh, Vince Vaughn can get in there. Um,
5: they at least got to do one or two episodes of Penny Dreadful to make that happen.
2: Uh, man, that show's great. Um, don't talk about good shows when we talk about True Blood. <laughs> <laughs> i trying to do. How are we going to get through this segment? <laughs> so... um I finally realized something that apparently either I have not understood for six seasons or, um, I just like, or just, they have not written it well. Arlene is a fangist; She's against vampires. Yeah. I had no fucking idea, man.
5: Yeah. Remember she was the way, the main one that used to talk trash to Sookie and,
2: and, like and season then they one. became
5: best friends.
2: Yeah. That was in like season one, right?
5: Well, you know, she didn't mind dating crazy. Uh, she just you couldn't
2: be a vampire. It just feels like she they took six years off from this subplot that she is a horrible, horrible vampire racist,
4: <laughs> and, and then it
2: just popped back up because she was like kissing this dude. She was like, This ain't right, we can't be together. Um, and uh, she's like, You're a vampire, it's not natural. And then, uh, of course, they start having sex, and she wakes up, and apparently, it's just a, a sex dream because it's a wet dream, yeah. And I, I did bring this up when it happened. If she took some of his blood when she needed to be healed in the, um, uh, in, uh, Fangtasia. Mm-hmm. And, uh, always, that always Fantasia. makes you have, that always makes you have those, uh, those dreams.
5: Jason still having
2: them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those, those blood fantasies, man. Once you go vamp, you always stay down.
5: Except Letty May. <laughs> Letty May go straight the hallucination mode. Yeah. I don't know. I see, I see dead yeah. people. Letty May
2: don't, by the way, now that is a scene they need to film. Letty Mae having sex dreams about, um, <laughs> uh, who's the one that gave her blood? Um, uh, Eric's protege. I yeah, forget her name. Oh, what is her name? Mara or, uh, Nora, Nora. Letty Mae sex dream about Nora. I want to watch that. <laughs> Just that scene, all the lip quivering and her taking off those church dresses. <laughs> oh. Oh, man. Here, here's
1: something i had forgotten about this the sex dream stuff mm-hmm. now correct me if i'm wrong but in this episode they imply that as arlene is having this sex dream the vampire is having it too See? and then when they meet up he's kind of like yeah i know you were dreaming about me and or whatever and i was just thinking wait 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 so that means that any time we've seen a character have a sex dream <laughs> oh. on this show the vampire knows about it. Yeah, so You know, they have... Does that mean that mm-hmm. while... Um, Jason? Uh, what's her name? the Andy's daughter is having sex in this episode that Jessica knows what's um, going on?
2: Yeah, I don't know, man. And can, like, Jessica... Can Adeline have a sex dream about Jessica? Because, um, you know, I remember it was season two or three when Eric gave Sookie blood and then Sookie started having sex dreams about Eric, and he always showed up like he knew.
4: Yep. So... Right on time. Right. <laughs> he showed
1: sure, yeah. sure, up right so, when so that So vampires, I take it, can detect when the humans are, like, in trouble or in pain, mm-hmm. but apparently they can also detect when they're feeling pleasure. Maybe. Or something, so... Yeah, that I, I had. To, if, if they had brought that up in the show before, I had totally forgotten. Yeah. And so when they implied that in this episode, I was like, "Wait, what?"
5: They need to start going out to the regular clubs and just putting they, putting drops of blood in the uh, women's drinks. They can get right. all the ladies then. Like they <laughs> there you go, they, that, like they <laughs> wouldn't even have to buy her an extra drink or hit on her. They just knew. Like, oh, Mm. she's ready now. I can, (laughs) let me show up. That
2: sounds like-
1: That's uh, the much darker version of of True Blood. That's like True Blood, uh, CSI. (laughs) <laughs> yeah the csi or the the like the i feel like within true it blood that's, like the characters would sit around and watch a documentary about all the date rape that goes yeah. on in the vampire world yeah. is it
2: though because you can glamour somebody and shit like mm-hmm. they pretty much living darren sharper's dream like, <laughs> oh, that's, that's definitely not what you want um so eric was uh eric and pam are in a hotel room uh or no in a house or something sleeping i'm guessing it's amber's house um and uh, he's wearing the pants from Tron for some reason. I don't, <laughs> yeah, he, I don't know what that was about. And
5: uh, they made it seem like her ex-boy. I, I feel like he was putting on the um, ex clothes. Yeah, the dead boyfriend's clothes. And like, how long ago did he die? That he's his clothes are from the 80s.
2: Yeah, and that also makes no sense because no man has the same proportions in clothing as Eric does. Right, because you know I mean? he's the
5: tallest vampire. Yeah,
2: like. And dude, oh, wow. he's just built weird. You know what I mean? Like you're not gonna just have like pants would be like at his knees looking like capris. <laughs>
4: um
2: so uh yeah, Gus go comes in and he's like, Look, man, uh I got a proposition for y'all. All right. Now I know I said I was gonna kill y'all, but that was yesterday. All right. Today's a new day. Uh I am willing to take this blood from Sarah Newland, synthesize it into a cure. And we can make Eric the spokesperson for it. And we could call it new blood. You know, officer Newland is not true blood. It's new blood. It's curing everybody. Um, And Pam was like, you want Eric to be your spokesman? Like your vampire Jenny Craig for your vampire Jenny Craig commercials. And I thought that was pretty cool for Pam. Mm-hmm. Um, Getting the Eric, bars in. And then Eric said, no. And I didn't understand why he was saying no, really. You know, like, like Because is, is,
1: he doesn't want to work for the, the Yakuza, because they killed his girlfriend all those years ago or whatever. Uh,
2: so he's still holding that. Oh, the girlfriend we just learned about this year. Yeah. Uh, what was her name again? <laughs> exactly. Remember? I don't no know. No one would like,
4: <laughs> Yeah.
2: She wasn't important. I feel like it started with a V. Anyway, Sylvie? Sylvie. That, how did I call that? Uh, Sylvie. Anyway, so. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. That, that's like you bragging about. (laughs) I find my joy where I can with this show. So, uh, yeah, uh, they did kill his girlfriend. That was so important to him. We only learned about it this year. Um, and so, uh, yeah, he was like, no, plus he wants to kill Sarah Newland. So he's like, fuck that. Um, I just, you know, I'd rather all the vampires die and me not make any money. Right. The ignorance of Eric. I can't believe it. Yeah. Like it like Pam was gonna kill him, but like for a second. And then they they basically told him, like, man, we'll split this money like almost fifty fifty. So you like you're gonna be super duper rich. And then he kinda was like, Oh, okay, well shit then. That's cool.
5: Because that's the thing, it's like you can't kill her now. Like she is the cure. You can't kill her. Yeah. Um but so well, you yeah, don't want to well, yeah, get paid and not kill
1: her? After you've, you know, gotten her blood or whatever and have synthesized a cure. Right.
5: Couldn't they have picked up the vampire's blood off the table he stabbed and gotten her blood
2: and tried to get the cure out of that? D- I mean, no,
1: that'd be too easy.
2: This show, dude. This show. Oh, ah, that'd be too easy. That sounds like too much sense. Here's, here's, the,
1: here's the thing True Blood is a bad show. That occasionally has some interesting ideas that make me think about really cool shows or cool subplots that would be interesting. So when they bring up this whole idea about Eric being a spokesperson for New Blood or whatever, I'm imagining, like, oh, man, Vampire Mad Men.
2: That's mm-hmm. awesome. That would be cool. Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, this, the thing- all their
2: pitches will have to happen at night. They, yes. Yes. <laughs> they, they, they tricked us by
5: having a show about vampires, and they know we love things like this.
2: Yeah. But
5: it had to be so terrible. Why did they mess it up? Why did they make it so terrible?
2: Well, I mean, it's only so long you can have hot, sexy, bi-curious vampires before uh, things start to get weird. It's just, yeah. it's just part of life, man. You can't. It, be it too wasn't weird.
1: always terrible.
2: Right. It was good to start. They messed up keeping
5: Sookie alive. Once
2: they started forgetting their own rules, that's when I was like, man, like this year, the the thing is vampires can't swallow. It's like, when did we start this? It didn't even make sense. Um, how are they even having sex then?
3: Right. How are you doing?
2: How are you giving, uh, having oral sex? Right. So, um,
5: really, really fast and it
2: chases. Right. Um, Might so, start a fire. So, um, yeah. So, uh, basically, uh, sookie leaves bill in his house to sleep in the same bed as jessica and jessica says like isn't this weird and i'm like come on man brothers and steps is sleeping together let it go it's it's fine this isn't even that weird ah! it's not like y'all gonna have sex you're just sleeping in the same bed you know uh it's more like father and daughter if anything that relationship so i don't know why she asked would it be weird to sleep there
5: man that's just like people that don't want to be around other people with hiv oh um she's really thinking can i catch this if i'm too close if i'm in the sheets will i get it that's really what it is
2: so they were arrested um and of course uh sookie uh goes to look for a miracle with her uh extreme white privilege powers she walked (laughs) into the middle of the cemetery and was like uh granddaddy uh please help me you know you uh you know, you're supposed to be my dog. What, what's up? And, uh, Rucker Howell didn't give her an answer at all. Um, so did she, uh, uh, she got, she was looking like, uh, you know, something's going to happen, but, um, I thought granddad
1: died too.
2: I thought he had died, but I couldn't remember. I think he just went back to like Fairyville. Um,
1: yeah, didn't he kill, uh, yeah. uh, you know, the big bad of, yeah, Warlow? Yeah, didn't he kill Warlow? I think so, man. See, I
2: thought Warlow
5: killed him.
1: Well, it looked like he did, but yeah. then later he came back and like surprised mm-hmm. him or something. I can't remember. He's
2: like, "Ha ha, I'm a fairy, motherfucker! I'm super fairy, and like, <laughs> I got the fairy force and all this shit." Why, Why doesn't he fairy?
5: become a parent to Suki? Like, she clearly needs some daddy, some daddy love.
2: <laughs> man, we got a flash. <laughs> we got another flashback of Progressive Bill, and this time it was he's not for. Uh, traditional uh, marriages where uh, you are forced to marry somebody. Oh, I'm going right. like, to marry for love. Right. Uh, so, uh, they, I want to marry for love. Right. So they, and by the way, I don't understand how these flashbacks have anything to do with what's going on right now. They don't.
1: Okay, they don't. Okay. So it's not well, just I, me. I, I think everything with Bill this season, I feel like they're trying to like, show us these parts of Bill's life to make us care more about him, the fact that he's dying. But all it does, it makes me want him dead faster. Yeah. Like, hurry up and die. Right.
2: You're wasting my time on this show. I don't want any more flashbacks. But, yeah, so they did the flashback with Bill, and um, in the flashback... Uh, his dad was like, I found you a bride and don't worry, she's quite comely or whatever. <laughs> uh, which, which to me means Bill's dad is definitely jerked it to Bill's potential bride. <laughs> yep. At oh. some point. Like, that was like a very creepy, like, mm hmm, she, let me tell you about them titties, son. I'm like, that's Aww. okay. It's okay, pops. Um, and, uh, yeah, so there, there, he was like, I won't do it, dad. And he was like, just meet her and all this shit. So, um, <clears throat> everyone, uh, uh, was surprised uh, Hoyt came back to town mm-hmm. uh, he was the him and his hot new girlfriend are the only people that went to Merlots cause they didn't get the memo you know what
5: by them coming <laughs> back in town it made me mad that Jason called him to tell him his mama died
2: what is the safety rating at Merlot's? Like, like how, who, <laughs> like, who, does, the food rating. <laughs> yeah, who, who does the health inspection it's an for, elf. Ba- for Bon temps? Like, it's an elf. <laughs> they've had
3: blood, they've yeah. had fights,
2: they've had, you know, vampires dying there, people dying there. Yeah, I feel like a little more than just elbow grease is supposed to clean <laughs> up a massacre. Right, that occur, and you can't just open up like didn't shit happen the next day. Yeah, but Arlene and then were working. Like, you ready, Big John? Let's do it. And They're like, all right, I'm ready when we get some customers. And- oh, that, that's, and when did that's she no
5: buy? Condemning? When did she buy more lots? Because I didn't remember that. I don't know,
1: man. They no. just threw or, it or, in. Or them. Did, or did Sam didn't did Sam gi- like give it to her when he went to become mayor or whatever? Because because there, there's that whole big. Uh, like flash forward at the end of season six when it was just kind of like here it's six months later here's what's going on with all the characters and yeah. sam is mayor is mayor now and i, I guess so you I can't, can't remember did you can't so I think be the, mayor she got, Arlene the owned Merlots now
2: i think she got rich off of terry's insurance money
1: oh well, that's, and right. That's, yeah, you're that's right that's that's why
2: she owns it um but, uh, yeah, it's but so anyway. I mean, she,
5: I don't imagine the mayor's salary paying a whole lot. I mean, our mayor's taking bribes. It, it definitely right. doesn't pay that much for, yeah, right. for me to be like, I need to be selling my businesses.
2: Yeah, well, it depends. If you're the mayor of Detroit, then obviously you got to be corrupt. But if it's like the mayor of Bonton, man, what is that really to spend your money on? Um, <laughs>
5: yeah, he got houses. He got all. Yeah. Uh,
2: I mean, he lives in a, a shack behind Merlots, man. What is I mean. sam's a man of very low means i mean if push comes to shove he just take off his clothes and live outside i mean he
5: got a college tuition (laughs) to think about now with his child private school well that's
2: why he's leaving now but i mean back then when he sold it, he didn't know all that shit um so uh yeah um (laughs) hoyt comes in and arlene notices uh that uh he doesn't know who jason stackhouse is his best friend from high school he just goes, what's this officer's name? Officer, uh, Stack, uh, something S. And she was like, you mean Jason? He's like, that's right. Uh, uh, Officer Stackhouse or something like that. And, uh, Arlene called Jason and said, Hoy's here, he's acting like he doesn't know you. And, um, Jason was like, that's cause he doesn't. Like he just came right out with that. I thought that was like a huge secret, <laughs> but uh, apparently uh mind wiping your best friend, not a big deal uh, anymore. Um, So, uh, you know, to me, the most unbelievable part of the episode happened in this scene because Jason is wearing headphones and vacuuming and still hears his phone ring. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, but I call bullshit. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot of sound. Fairy vampires and vampire fairies. I get, but nobody hears their cell phone ring over the vacuum and headphones. Sorry. Um, so uh, yeah, the plot line the plot line with the teens having sex comes back. Uh they're about to do a bunch of freaky shit with all the sex toys. Uh Violet had already pointed out the the dildo thing that goes inside somebody. Um and But okay,
1: uh, why would you even want to use that though? If it's thousands of years old. Right. Sell that to a museum. Get rich. Yep.
2: She kept her um she kept her shit immaculate though, man. You would think uh, the sex dungeon that well she never had sex with would have gotten dirty over the time with Jason, but apparently not. I immediately um, thought splinter splinter, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. um, so Was uh, they met out
3: of wood. Kinda, of, yeah. Wooden those
2: It it looked like it wasn't made out of whatever the the the, the new shit is.
3: Oh, it was yeah. not the
2: new hotness. Oh,
3: she oh so she had like the 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 original dildos. Right, yeah, she hadn't. She oh hadn't, no, she hadn't. That yeah, was your code like to wood get the or discount.
1: Stone or yeah. something.
3: Was it Was it polished? Yeah,
2: kinda. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she. I'm sure it had been polished a few times. Um, but yeah. I mean, she kept it clean though. I Man, was oh, it? Wasn't, did she
3: had to sand it down or some shit.
2: Uh, who knows karen who knows how i mean i guess maybe we'll get a, a webisode about her dildo maintenance
1: one i time. hope so again that all of dangerous. this is far more interesting <laughs> than what true blood actually yeah. wants to focus on oh, yeah. those are the questions i have I'm
2: i could have five minutes of this rather than bill's flashback
1: mm-hmm. um mm-hmm.
2: but yeah so um, and i was thinking like are they going for the twilight audience with the teen sex thing because it's all like we're both virgins and we don't know what we're doing oh i'm so relieved no i'm so relieved you don't want to you know like you know it it was just a very weird um you know very weird um what made me upset
5: Mm -hmm. was he has been trying to get her naked for several episodes now yeah and now he confused now all of a sudden that she's ready he he confused they well, alone, they I actually mean, have a place by themselves.
2: That's, that's kind of, but that's kind of reasonable because he was apparently some sort of virgin too. So, you know, and that, that is the stereotype that guys are supposed to all know. What we, we're supposed to know what we do. right? We know, you, know.
3: Hey, you know, it's one of those things where it's pressure on y'all too. Just like right. girls don't know what they do and dudes don't and either.
2: And And unfortunately for him, she could read his mind so he couldn't even fake his way through it. Oh, you know what i mean like he was he was like what the fuck does this one do and she's like oh you don't know either
5: imagine him him being inside of her and he's like mm, this isn't as good as i thought it was gonna be and she reading his mind. I know. Wouldn't,
2: that, wouldn't that be the worst <laughs> sex is kind of whack
5: i'm gonna oh. fake it i'm gonna fake climax yeah. right now
2: <laughs> right oh i just came. i just came i know you didn't damn it <laughs> um by the way um we cut back to um uh, merlots or whatever it's called now and, uh, Hoyt, Jason finally shows up to sit with Hoyt and his new girlfriend mm-hmm. and Hoyt completely upgraded from Jessica, man. Like that girl's hot.
5: Yes, yeah, she does look nice.
2: And, uh, she invited Jason to sit down next to him. And I was like, if this motherfucker fucks Hoyt's girlfriend <laughs> again, cause
5: he was staring at her. I, you know what makes her look a lot better than Jessica too. She's a lot less dramatic.
2: Well, obviously. Yeah. And Jessica had this high, strong, like I'm a virgin, but I'm a vampire. I don't, I can't control my urges thing with her. Um, and this chick is just like a hot chick from Alaska, which is unbelievable, but uh, (laughs) I'm assuming possible, you know?
5: Yeah. We've seen, um, a few of the politicians children there. Yeah.
2: So, um, (laughs) but if you say so, if you say it could happen, we'll believe it. So, um, he sits with them and they have a talk about, um, going to like identify his mom's body and shit like that. And, uh, you know
5: why they knew who she was <laughs>
2: like that's where you can't
5: you don't know who this person is
2: wasn't she like horrifically fucked up to like disemboweled or something like i thought she got killed in a fucked up way
1: yeah they like the, she like ripped out her intestines
2: yeah so like how you gonna like take him to the body like uh, anyway um so now we get introduced to dr ludwig um Who. I don't know if we're supposed to remember her, but they treated her like a character that we're supposed to remember. Do y'all remember Dr. Ludwig from anything?
1: No. Okay. Dr. Ludwig showed up and I was like, who are you and how do, How does anyone know you? Like, it, I have no idea where she's from.
2: Yeah, but they they really did make it seem like it was a huge deal. Like, Dr. Ludwig is here. Yay, everybody. <laughs> like, the whole, like, um, inside of Pee Wee's Playhouse went crazy. Like,
4: yeah. And they said the <laughs>
2: magic word. Yeah, Dr. Ludwig. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Dr. Ludwig showed up and was, like, in a Humvee or something. And was like, Uh, why are we meeting at your house um, instead of beating that vampire bill? She's like, well, that's because he got help V. And I didn't know if you wanted to treat him there she was like, well, now we got to walk. You see, I got this cane and I'm a little person to fuck.
5: This is
2: going to cost you extra.
5: I was like the first smart person there.
2: Yeah. She's like, why you just, just tell me the real address? I would have drove over there. So they had to walk through a cemetery. She's like, this is not the first time I walked through a cemetery. And, uh, I was, I liked her already cause she was as sick of Sicky shit as I am. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> she was fed up. Yeah. I was like, you don't like Sookie. I don't like Sookie. We friends. She, I want to buy you a drink.
5: She was one step from calling saying, you bitch you yeah. wasting my time.
2: <laughs> she, she really was. So, uh, another progressive bill flashback. This time he's meeting up with Caroline, the, uh, girl that his father said, uh, you know, he was hooking him up with and, uh, their chemistry was so boring. Cause it seems so polite and it's all like, you know, I don't know, eighteen, nineteen hundreds, 1900s or whatever. And it's all like, oh, my father, uh, did not say that you were so, so, so pretty and all this shit. And then she was all like, well, I expected you to be like your father quite rotund. <laughs> oh, we do have fun. More cheese, more cheese. So, um, they were having a, you know, this, you know, like, oh, look at all their eyes on us and they're, they want us to hook up so bad, and i I kept wishing that they had the sex toys in the dungeon, maybe <laughs> yep.
5: maybe that would have been interesting Bill, but bill's such a boring <laughs> character anyway man,
4: yeah
2: um dr lewig's uh Lilwig's, uh bedside manner was great, she basically showed up and was like, uh open up your mouth, uh <laughs> 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 what's wrong with you <laughs> like you got the super hep v uh it's terrible um." and uh she was asking about like sex and stuff and who gave it to her and how and all this stuff and uh then um she asked uh that's what Siggy was like is it because i'm a fairy and she said well i know a dude the guy had V from his fairy partner and the fairy uh that he got it from it spread quickly but quickly but not this quick so she was like maybe it's my bloodline or something like well who's your bloodline and she brought up now Brigant, who is her grandfather. And, um, that I couldn't remember. I honestly watched that whole season and did not remember her grandfather's name. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I was like, is this a new character? Now Brigant. And then everybody told me like, that's Rugger Howard. I was like, Oh, that's right. <laughs> it's cause you
5: focused on Warlow that whole time. Yeah.
2: Cause nobody cared about the grandfather. Um, and
5: Warlow such a more memorable name anyway.
2: It is, dog. Um, so, uh, yeah, Hoyt. Went to view his mom's body. He was crying like a little bitch. I, and I, I didn't get why he was so hurt because his mom was a terrible person. <laughs> and they didn't that make, a terrible him, person. they didn't make him forget that. You know what I mean? It's not like they mind wiped, Hey man, your mom was a real see you next Tuesday. Like they didn't, <laughs> they didn't wipe that shit out of his brain. He, like he should have known. Um, she he was, was the crying. reason he
5: left. She was one of the reasons he left. Yeah.
2: He was crying anyway and shit. Um, and his girl was being all supportive, and then Jason was standing on the outside of glass with his dick hard, looking at his girl. Like, <laughs> oh lord, Jason is a terrible person,
5: man. <laughs> I would not want him as a friend. What a
2: terrible <laughs> friend! And he tried. He had to talk to himself out loud, like Stackhouse, "Don't you do it?"
5: Right, <laughs> because like, you didn't learn from the last time.
2: What a terrible human being, man! And so
5: his hey man, his sister, man. Yeah,
2: <laughs> the Stackhouses are horrible. They are the problem with everything that happened in the show. That's so, why the
5: Dr. left when she mentioned her grandfather she yeah. was like, "Oh, another terrible one of you stack up." Oh, like, forget.
2: <laughs> it. Why didn't you say that earlier? I wouldn't have walked through that graveyard. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh yeah, so um the girlfriend came outside and like touched um Jason's arm. It was like, "Can you come in and he just needs to talk to somebody that knew her." And then Jason lied about how she died. <laughs> yep. Like more lies to your best friend. Keep it my- mm-hmm. why not? <laughs> why not keep the lies going you could have just came clean and told him no everybody knows your mom was terrible and he
5: knew his mom was terrible
2: right? he probably was crying tears of happiness it's like finally I get my inheritance but um, uh, then they did a group hug and I was like you know Jason's dick got hard during that group <laughs> hug um,
5: cause he does like it both ways
2: yeah and Nina Perez on Twitter said and Hoyt felt it <laughs> cause, cause Jason was turning toward Hoyt in the group, in the group hug <laughs> Uh Sookie goes to the woods, starts talking, expecting some help when she gets home because she's special. And uh she gets home and guess what? Help was there. Her grandfather. Um and grandfather um was acting kind of stupid because he was like, Um, you got some spaghetti? She's like, My motherfucking boy my my friend is dying. And it's not he don't have much time. He was like, right, but what about that spaghetti though? <laughs> I mean, we got time to cook it it's always time to eat mm-hmm. gotta have that sustenance
5: don't y'all have a microwave or
2: something around here so she made some spaghetti and uh he was she was like uh so did you know um all this stuff about me like he's like oh yeah i knew about our and all this shit and she was like how you know that he's like because i'm always watching you and she was like wait you always watch me so did you see and I kept thinking, like, she was going to say something like, did you see when Alcee used to plow me or something like that? <laughs> the way
5: he mounted me from yeah. behind. <laughs> yeah.
2: You see all this freaky shit I've been doing in this house?
5: You but, know he has.
2: But she asked him, like, did you see when I gave Bill help V? And he was like, yep, I don't like that dude. Fuck him. I was like, this is not going to actually turn out the way she thought. <laughs> he also
5: saw when she came up with that stupid-ass plan that gave her <laughs> help V. And that's what he should have reminded her of. Yeah,
2: I saw when you cut your stupid-ass arm. <laughs> Dummy.
5: <laughs> um, you the one to put his life in danger. You didn't care then. Why do you care now?
2: Yep. Oh, my God. Um, Sarah was out in the middle of a baseball field and had a dream about Jason playing football with himself. Right. A
5: one-man football game. W- why guy? is she
2: hallucinating?
1: Again, because why not? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, the writers of the show were like, we, what can we do? Uh, just have her hallucinate. It, it doesn't make sense, but it doesn't matter. I
2: think at this point, they have a certain quota for shirtless scenes in per, per episode. <laughs> and, uh, this was, this was time. They was like, uh, we need a shirtless scene, guys. It's been 20 minutes. Our, everybody's falling asleep. So we had shirtless Jason running around with his shirt on his head, uh, catching footballs and telling Sarah that she was stupid and, um, she was going to die tonight. And Sarah's like, I'm not going to die. I'm just talking to myself out loud. And um, in another uh, stereotype of Asians, uh, apparently Japanese people are able to use a satellite to find a random-ass white woman in a baseball field Mm -hmm. flawlessly. I was thinking, why didn't they use this technology before? Why did they even need Eric and Pam? Dude, seriously. Because
1: the writers have 10 episodes to fill.
2: Yeah, and that, yeah, that can be tough. There you go. There you go. That like honestly, this season should be one episode long if you have a satellite that can find any random ass white woman <laughs> anywhere in the world. <laughs>
4: yep.
2: In the world. Like that the world, Craig. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like that's even um um what was that movie with Will Smith and Gene Hackman? Um, enemy
1: of the State? Yeah. Yep.
2: Like these satellites were even better than the enemy of the state satellites. You know what I mean? And if you see that movie, them satellites were ridiculous. It's like, Will Smith's taking the shit. Will Smith's taking the shit. Going to his house now. <laughs> like, this. Like, like she was just talking to herself in the field. And they were just like, we can tell from the top of her head, that's her. Oh, so,
5: I was thinking that's the worst place to go to that camp that you went to. You mm. need to go back. You need to go somewhere new again and start over.
2: Yeah. So she was having visions and shit, so she went back to her old stomping grounds. Um. Uh, so, uh, Arlene was trying to fix, uh, Sam's love life because he was asking, like, should I go with my wife and leave all this behind? And I'm like, um, how's Arlene trying to fix his love life when she ain't had a man worth a damn yet? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> yo, your, your best, yo, your, your best, like, love interest was a dude that killed innocent Muslims at war. That's that was and that was the dude we were like, man, I hope it works out for. You know? And wasn't her original boyfriend the dude that was like a serial killer?
4: Yep. Yes.
2: Yeah, like who the fuck are you to be telling somebody how to fix Arlene, can you fix my life? What you need to do, Sam, is start concentrating on the you inside of yourself. Like, get out of here. (laughs) <laughs> ain't, ain't, ain't you racist against vampires are you
5: running away from bone tone right or you're you running,
2: running to something like shut up um,
5: um how about yeah. just you know what your family's there and you want to be a parent to your child she
2: was also the one that told Suki uh about how would alcee died remember that like mm-hmm. wouldn't it who wrote her why anyway
4: uh, and you said,
2: why not? Holly and Holly and Andy finally realized seven hours later this was stupid to drive up to this empty ass house. <laughs> yeah. So
5: Andy, what was it? Oh, zombie movie. It was like seventeen hours later. 20, 24
2: days. Uh, Twenty. Wait, what was it? Uh, Twenty-one days. I know 28 one twenty-eight like days later. Twenty-eight weeks. Yeah, yeah twenty-eight days later. So this
5: is how I feel like this is this, this right yeah. here like their adventure of finding these kids <laughs> it's yeah, like movie. 28 days later and yeah. they're in oklahoma and she got the keys to her ex's house that he has not changed the locks in all them years and her
2: ex doesn't even live there anymore and they didn't call him up and tell him they were going to his house He could have got shot <laughs> um but they walked in looked around and nothing was disturbed and then they realized wait a minute this is dumb we shouldn't have came up here and Andy went outside and started looking at the water and started crying like a little bitch mm. and then Holly, Holly was like what's why are you crying and he was just like oh, I just want to help y'all and the family and I can't protect <laughs> you right now and I was like oh here we go with the bullshit uh and then she made promises that she couldn't keep talking about everything's gonna be all right like her kids ain't in a room with a psycho vampire.
5: Um, and they had a vision of that boy doing things to his daughter that he
2: wanted to do to her. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, <laughs> we get back to, uh, <laughs> now is taking uh sickie out. And he's supposed to be providing her with this miracle. So he sits her down outside underneath a tree <laughs> and shows her the miracle of life. Bill. It was, so she now saw Bill's flashback of Bill's wife giving birth
5: another flashback
2: another flashback which (laughs) happened this is all in the same episode how many flashbacks in this
4: episode
5: Karen,
2: they averaged three or four yeah it was so many here's the thing that was weird about this scene though it was related to the other scenes that built up to this scene but she couldn't see those flashbacks but she could see this flashback it's like the grandfather just knew exactly what fit in with the narrative and he was like, yeah. let's finish off the third act of this story. And she was like, what, what were the first two acts? He's like, don't worry about that shit. They don't matter. Um, so, um, <laughs> yeah, he showed her all that shit. And then she was like, wait a minute. Are you even going to help me? He was like, fuck no. I don't even like her. I don't even like him. <laughs> he called, he called Bill her vampire friend, which. Anybody that knows old people, that is old people talking bad about your, your love life. Yeah. Like people all, old people always do that when they don't approve of your relationship. They, oh, you, oh, is that your, uh, <clears throat> woman friend? It's like, N- that's my wife. <laughs> right. <laughs> um
1: so yeah they yeah like i mean it's understandable that sookie was upset since she was forced to see those bill flashbacks too (laughs) yeah (laughs) she
2: was like what this doesn't relate to anything grandpa i was like exactly it doesn't that's what i'm saying sookie um so uh letty and lafayette was digging up some nice black people's backyard uh that was a quick flashback but i think that's the yard that they saw in the vision when tara was digging Mm-hmm. So I guess they decided we don't need permits or to introduce ourselves to the people that live here now. Uh, so I'm assuming next week one of them dies. I was so mad. I was like, and I kept waiting for them to show them the
5: whole episode. Yeah,
2: they got su And then it wasn't even a close-up, so we couldn't get the lip acting that we needed. Right. Yeah. It was just
5: terrible acting the entire episode. Yeah.
2: Uh, although the little girl did do good. It's yep. like, mommy, people outside digging a yard.
5: Smartest thing anybody's dead <laughs> episode
1: right uh call the cops oh we can't he's in oklahoma right. <laughs> <laughs> the whole police department
2: <laughs> that one black woman cop gonna show up the one that got the bad, that got the bad attitude this is supposed to be my day off
5: sassy attitude yeah. um kendra kendra yeah but the thing is is like what what jason out doing unofficial police work trying to get this threesome popping. They don't. The the other cop died. Yep. They need HR to do some hiring. it will <laughs> really come out quick.
2: Yeah. Um. Well. Yeah. I wanted to throw something at my TV at that point in time. Um. <laughs> so, uh, Hep V positive Arlene finally found a man to love her for her racist self. Um. And she since so she has Hep V, he can never feed off of her as a vampire. So he still danced with her. Mm.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: That, was- that was cool.
5: That, that he dancing for now. that next episode she gonna be like, Why can't I find a man? They all leaving me. Cause yep. he leaving her. Uh she got help What can she do for him? Can't, so yeah. He can't have sex with her, he can't, he can't even eat off of her. Right. Uh
2: what kind of relationship is that? So uh Valet woke up and she went in the room with the teenagers and got real rapey. She like <laughs> she threw the boy up against the wall and knocked him out. And then she was like, Yeah, I'm about to uh do something, 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 something. I was like, What? So, uh um about to eat that fairy I'm, blood. Yeah, I'm assuming she's gonna feed off of her. I don't and like why did she let them fuck all day just to feed off of anyway. We'll find out next week. Does why. the blood taste better? I don't know.
1: Well no. she had to sleep. Oh, that's day.
2: what it was. See so she needed to take a nap mm-hmm. uh while they fucked, and then she said I'll wake up and then um kill these have legs. an after nap
1: meal yeah
2: so um we'll see what the plans are for those It's like warm apple pie um lord and so uh eric and them wake up in uh amber's house and he he says he fucking didn't when he walks out of the room what did y'all think that meant
5: he thought they had left without him
2: okay that's what it was okay i couldn't tell
5: he thought the yakuza decided to leave without him because eric was such a dick
2: which, Which they, is funny because he seemed to not be down with them at the time. So to me, I was like, oh, don't you want them to leave you behind? And apparently he doesn't anymore. Uh, they walked outside and uh, Mr. Gus said, yeah, y'all ready to go get this money? And they said, yep, let's do it. I uh, was getting these low riders and get the fuck out of here. That has to be
5: the work, the worst work hours for any <laughs> corporate position ever where you have to work at night. Yeah. Like, most people want to party at night with
2: all the money that... Well, um, I mean, when you're Tokyo drifting across Louisiana, dog. Ah, can't do that, can't do that in daytime. <laughs> yeah, it's all fun. It's all a vacation to you. Uh, Sookie ran to Bill's house in a white dress, which is, I guess, supposed to remind us of season one. Um, I just
5: knew she was ready to uh, do something sex. strange. Yo, yeah. I was like, why is she going out naked? Oh, never mind.
2: Well, you can't get Hep V twice, right?
5: Al hasn't been behind her in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. She a little lonely.
2: Uh, Sarah's exes were showing up in visions and shit.
5: <laughs> oh, they was slut shame for her so bad. Yeah.
2: That was like, she was like, I only had sex with two men. I was like, how you going to lie to your own vision?
5: <laughs> <laughs> Can any of y'all women keep the body count accurate?
2: Yeah. Like that was that women math it was like only two of the dicks counted. <laughs> Steve knew Steve Newland, your dick was not, it was not really, that's like a half a dick. So I'm mm-hmm. rounding down. Ah! <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Indian and Rick James was like, what about me? Um, and uh, they were like trying to make her choose between being Buddhist and Christian, and nobody cared. And then she was like, I choose me, I choose my own path. And then Jason showed up, was like, Well, you fucked up, there, didn't you? you shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't have did that. Now you're going to hell. Um, and I guess you could see the car lights from outside of the Yakuza. Um, uh, so I'm assuming they're about to uh bust up in there, in there and get her. Um, and, uh, then they ended on the most disturbing scene of the episode, which was, uh, sickly vampire Bill making love to Sookie.
4: <laughs> that was yeah. so disgusting.
2: Ah, that must be what it's like to make love with Larry King. <laughs> oh
1: man. Oh. I was like, whoa, Stephen Moyer, you kind of let yourself go.
2: <laughs> yeah. Just a bunch of paleness and veins. Just, oh, just so it was but it was a good intro to watching the strange so that was good like if you're gonna be grossed out um but yeah that was the end of the episode uh how many more of these we got left does anybody know i think three three
1: three or
5: four
2: three too many This feels like the last lapse, you know, like the last distance on a marathon, dog. The
5: the thing I feel like is because no one of importance died during that episode. Mm -hmm. Like, now the next two episodes, like, just there's going to be mass murders of important characters. I just,
1: just clear everybody out? Well, I mean, okay, if you think about it, what happened on this episode? Like, is anything different at the end of this episode than at the beginning? Not really. Right. I mean, Hoyt showed up. That's about the only thing that happened. Other than that, let's see. Um, Bill is still sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arlene is still Arlene. Yep. Uh, Sarah's just off having random visions. Uh, Pam and Eric took a nap. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's really not a whole lot happened. It really it,
2: Yeah. We had so many bad flashbacks that no one yeah. cared about. Uh, yeah, you're right. It was nothing happened that made it, anybody go, oh, wow. Look, look, look at this revelation. Yeah, I don't know why they're so,
5: um, why they have this plot to find Tara. Like, cause what about her? She's dead. Mm-hmm. Why are they sending Mae and Lafayette on this wild goose chase to try to find Tara? Yeah. Or whatever clue. Like, does Tara also have a cure for the Hep V virus that we don't know about?
2: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Um, all right, man, let's get into news. We have a bunch of breaking news today. So let me play my breaking news uh, sound effect for everybody. That's right, breaking news, breaking news. Solange Gate Day. 163 um uh apparently radar online is reporting that beyonce and jay-z could be divorced before the end of their tour by split by september just days after rumors Ah. that beyonce toured at a 21.5 million dollar apartment in the big apple for a possible bachelorette pride a new report claims the superstar's marriage to Jay-Z is in such disarray, the couple may not even make it to finish their on-the-run tour. Yeah, right. Like They're going to lose all that money. I'm definitely not sure that they'll make it to Paris, a source told the New York Post <laughs> page six about the long-time <laughs> pair, who will wrap their international tour in the City of Light September 13th. You better not, because I I can't. I can't go,
3: so I'm looking forward to the HBO special. Don't y'all fuck this up for me. What happens if they do make it? Do they ever, like, retract this shit? Like, no. oh, my bad. That's what I'm saying. No, everybody just make it up shit right now.
5: I, I bet Will and Jada Smith somewhere, like, yes, please break up so we can be the power couple we used to be. They
3: probably just glad they ain't talking about them.
2: <laughs> the paper even insists the single lady singer, 32, and her hip-hop mogul husband, 44, remain apart off stage. They're not just staying in different hotel rooms, but they have booked separate hotels and they arrive separately to each show. The cult. I, mm-hmm. I was going
5: to say, other than y'all, um, most people that work with their uh, wife or significant other, they need space. You know what I mean? They need. Yeah, I
2: mean, it's not like how a road trip <laughs> test is test all friendships and relationships. Yes, it does. Um, yep. And like that's when you really know if y'all can be friends or make it because a lot of people get out of that car on the other side of a road trip enemies, you know, <laughs>
5: right? Yep. And
2: uh, this is like the ultimate road trip, man.
5: Yep, you know, they they not only are we spending all day together, but we gotta work together at night. Need um space, and yeah. they don't have like that's the other thing about it. Like you have things to do outside of Karen, and Karen has things to do outside of you, where you get mm-hmm. space from each other. Right? Uh, they spending how how many months has this tour been going on? Oh, um, Wow. Yeah, they need a break from each other. He used to her going on tour by herself, and he used to being going somewhere by herself. Mm-hmm. I can imagine them being like, yeah, I'm, I'm going over here tonight. I just need to kick it with my homeboys for a little bit. Play some spades, talk some trash.
2: Yep. Executives insisted the pair put out a statement. The stars refused because they couldn't agree on what to say. Uh, the paper cites the rappers controlling nature for the set cause of the strife. Um, they always say that, though. They say the same thing about Kanye and Kim Kardashian, too, that, that he controls her and stuff. I think that's just a go-to. Um, but, uh, yeah, man. So that was breaking news. Uh, also additional breaking news on the same topic. Not additional. Um, You know how we played the flawless remix, uh, to Beyonce's song flawless, Mm -hmm. uh, which had, uh, Beyonce was rapping on it. Uh, Nicki Minaj was, uh, was rapping on it as well. Well, Mm -hmm. not to be outdone, Lil' Kim decided to... Pull out her Casio recorder (laughs) (laughs) and insert herself onto the track Uninvited. So I'm going to play the new version. This is a new hotness on the streets. Lil' Kim. Before
5: you play that, do you trust Rap Radar? Like TMZ didn't report it, so do you trust No,
2: hell no, I don't trust them, man. But it's a launch gate material, and we're always looking for some. So Mm -hmm. anytime there's a rumor about Jay-Z and Beyonce since that elevator, we're going to read it. Okay. I want to play my sound effect of breaking news. That's all it's about guys. All right. um, (laughs) We got to
3: have a final purpose
2: for it. Yeah. It's my favorite sound effect. All right. Here is the flawless remix with a uninvited guest.
0: The next, gonna wrong I'm taking forever like Bombay, and I'm Rambo in the old. I'm building a race like John Jack. I'm Camo in the You can't stop me as you wish I was your pound pick Boy, you know I look good in fur. Wish I was your baby mama, wanted to come around and give you good karma, but no, we escalate up in this bitch like elevators. Of course, sometimes shit go down when it's a billion dollars on an elevator. Of course, sometimes shit go down when it's a billion dollars. Flawless, 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 I, I woke up like this. I woke up like this. this. We like flawless, ladies. Tell them. I, I woke up like this. I woke up like this. We like flawless, ladies. Tell them. Say I. It's so good tonight. God damn, god
4: damn. Say ah yeah. It's so good.
2: Now, at this point, it's identical, right? Mm-hmm. Just, I just want to make note. We're a minute and 36 seconds in. Everything's the same. Well, who was that uh, rapping in the beginning? Never heard that. That was Beyonce rapping. Never heard that version. Uh, yeah, it's the remix. It just came out Sunday night. Oh, okay. She broke, broke the internet Sunday night while everybody was yes, sleeping. Yes, she did. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the sheet and the want
5: to oh, feel like
4: this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, no. Japanese and Indians mm-hmm. got
3: Malaysian, got their yaki, their wavy Brazilian, mm-hmm. and Bitch is
4: thirsty. I'm Hungarian,
3: Nikki BB eats in diamond pangs. Ah. Like
4: doc- now,
2: this is still Nicki Minaj on the remix of Flowers. Everything is still the same, two and a half minutes in. Okay.
4: Doctor, they're killing me pro before i know they hope i fall but tell them winning is
3: my motherfucking protocol because i score before i ever throw the ball
4: oh.
0: these bitches washed up and ain't no fucking soap involved uh. it's every hood nigga dream fantasizing about nikki and b
4: curve delicious pussy
2: so this is the point where Lil' Kim who goes by the Queen Bee uh, Queen Bitch decides that she has been insulted because Nicki Minaj said I'm the queen of rap and I'm slaying the Queen Bee so she said let me uh, press my record button on uh, my audacity um, at ah, home. Right. and the
5: original got them outcast trumpets on it though right
2: yeah the original has outcast mm-hmm. trumpets, so she wouldn't sample the outcast trumpets and then insert it herself so that here. was that was beautiful yeah here's here's her version her 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 bars Am I trippin' on th- this
4: hoe, just say my name? Cream rap, fuck you outta here Creams back, fuck you outta here Time to get this rap bitch up outta here I won't up like this, fuck outta here I'm so awesome, I'm so fucking awesome These hoes wanna be me cause they know Kimmy she
2: flawless Ooh, yeah, I'm flossing Bitches got em nauseous Phantom got them cursing Pin the mirror partially uh. I just had a big about a week ago bitches got me on my Yo, look at the shit stuck on my dick on the lips I ain't the stunt in the bitch damn it's a shame I gave
3: you
0: the rope bitch I want you to hang your lipstick with the mascara kissing myself in the rear mirror head game so president you spit on a dick like an instrumental
2: uh, and
3: that's it that's the end right and it was funny was that and when it stopped I looked at Roger like that's it she ain't say
2: nothing and it's terrible yeah I i mean she really did just have a baby too a week ago like why aren't you taking care of your baby man like why would you even do this like, she
5: doesn't know how okay <laughs> she doesn't know how She was raised in the 90s during the crack, 80s and 90s during crack. She doesn't know how to raise a child. She didn't have the proper influence. Maybe that's what it is. She was a hooker out here in these streets before Biggie found her. She Mm. doesn't know what to do with a child other than pimp her out at some point at 15 or 16 years old.
2: Nothing makes me feel older than her verse right there. Because I remember when she was good. And that was just... that was like watching Michael Jordan try to play pickup ball at the YMCA. We just like, oh, I'm old as shit. <laughs> and
3: what what do you think about it, Andrew?
2: I don't hear him, uh, Andrew. We can't hear your microphone. Are, did you oh, mute yourself? Sorry.
1: Oh, there you go. You hear me now. Yes. yes. All right. Well, I'm just glad that she's flossing, like mm. she said.
2: She was flossing. That's
1: important. Yes. So.
2: She also spits on the track like a dick or something too. So yeah, that was but good. it's okay
1: because she's flossing. Yeah,
2: well if you're flossing, yeah, you get yeah. you know every night you should try to floss. Uh, that's what I tell the kids. Keep your teeth white. Twenty uh, first century Fox withdraws Time Warner takeover bid. That's right. Fox is trying to buy Time Warner as if corporations can't get more evil. Um, but I, uh, I wonder what customer service would have been like then. Oh my God! <laughs> Press <laughs> one. Know. If you want that liberal communist uh <laughs> you want some of liberal communist propaganda help, press one. But if you're a real hard working American, press two.
4: I'll get
2: you right away. Uh yeah, they were trying to they had a eighty billion dollar offer to take over Time Warner, uh, but they withdrew it. Um and it would have been the one of the largest media mergers of all time. Uh Rupert Murdoch.
5: Um, do they have to pay taxes on that like you do when you win the lottery?
2: I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. They rich. They'll find a way not to. Right. Cause
5: I to be mad as hell if I if I get an eighty billion dollar offer and then forty five to sixty five billion of that going to taxes.
2: The Time Warner board refused to engage on the offer to purchase his assets, and as a result, Fox had to withdraw the bid. So Time Warner was the one that was like, "We're not even going to entertain this." Um, Cause ain't they supposed to be getting with Comcast? Time one and Comcast, I believe they are trying to have a merger, right? Right.
5: Yep. I think Time One is actually buying
2: Comcast. Yeah, what the hell would that company look like? That company would be terrible. It would just be like Wolfram and Hart from fucking Angel.
3: It would be terrible because they both are rated the lowest in customer service, mm. the lowest with customer satisfaction, the lowest, the lowest with uh, response time. Like everything is fucking terrible, so you gonna get too terrible. That's like two people that don't need to be together to get together. It's just gonna be a bad marriage. And most, just, and most of the country uses them.
2: I just feel like that company would be like the company on the strain, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but like all the evil people work for it. Um, but yeah, they would drew it. Um, speaking of Hollywood, six depressing facts about diversity in film. Okay. All right, guys. Here's some depressing facts.
5: Tyler Perry is the only place you can go.
2: (laughs) 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 One Tyler Perry presents all the black people. All All of them. (laughs) The Media Diversity and Social Change Initiative at the University of Southern California's Annenberg School for Communication and Journalism. That's a mouthful issues a report every three years analyzing diversity in film. In its most recent study, published Monday, the initiative analyzed the 600 top grossing films over the last six years. Its report found that there has been no meaningful change in the racial diversity in film since 2007, despite last year's hits like 12 Years a Slave and Best Man Holiday. Here are five other findings from the report. Well, you know, I guess, you know, I, uh, they're just saying they count those two. But, I mean, if if we're talking about a trend, I mean, that's two out of the last uh, years. Uh, and this year isn't done yet. Um, here are five other things, fi- uh, the findings from the reports. Only a quarter of all 3,932 speaking characters from the underrepresented racial or ethnic groups in the 2013 films. Uh, Latinos were especially, what, well, only a quarter of all of those Speaking characters were from any ethnic group other than, I guess, white people. So, twenty-five um, percent of people with speaking roles in the films not white. Only four point nine percent of all speaking characters were Hispanic. So that's like the most underrepresented uh, underrepresented um, uh, group.
5: They all in power.
2: Yeah, even though that demographic represents twenty-five percent of movie going the movie going population. And Hispanic women are the most avid summer moviegoers. Uh, animated films are the worst culprit. Less than 15% of animated characters in films from 2007, 2010, 2013, uh, the last three reports were from underrepresented groups, even though those are films to which children are most frequently exposed. Now I wonder, like, how do you count, like, a movie like, say, Planes? Like, do you just go, like, if a white dude is voicing the the actor yeah like the does that count as like a white plane or or,
3: or they're not or uh, is it something where they are not count those or they just count like people characters mm, yeah. i think
5: they're going by the model of the plane <laughs> <laughs> like if yeah. it's first class you know what i
2: mean they like, use it, they using they're using stereotypes like this plane was late that's a black plane <laughs> yep um, and yeah, they
3: act like they informing people of something new
2: uh well i mean someone has to do the numbers so that you can even analyze this stuff though Karen That's i don't true. think they were saying what well, let's let's inform people of what they didn't know i think they're just saying like we've been tracking this as a trend okay and it hasn't changed much only six percent mm-hmm. of directors across uh a deck in in 2013 films were black so uh in the 2000 2013 the year only six percent of directors were black um uh, and none of 2013's top grossing films featured a female director. Which, uh, you know, that's, like, coming off of what, uh, what movie was that? Uh. Okay, Zero Dark 30? No, that wasn't, uh, I mean, was that directed by a woman, too?
1: Yes, it was yeah. Zero Dark 30 and, and The To-Do List.
2: Okay, and then there was one. In, the Hurt Locker. The Hurt Locker. That was the one I was thinking of. Yeah. So, women can direct the hell out of some, um, uh, war films, man. Uh, but yeah, so it was just interesting, man. Um, I I I feel like the title is a little bit misleading by saying it's depressing, but because uh, I wasn't really depressed at all. But I me mean,
3: either. I I just wish that the people that really could make the changes would read this and be like, you know what? Oh, we might need to spiff it up. But odds are, that's not happening.
2: Yeah, yeah. I saw another article um, about it was about Woody Allen, mm-hmm. and it was like. Uh, stop being mad at Willie Woody Allen for not casting black actors. And uh, that is going to be one of the uh, subjects of our fucking with black people segment, guys. That's
4: right. <laughs> We're
2: just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. Right. We're just fucking with... Fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time for the game that we all hate to play, but you love to hear us play it. It is fucking with black people, where we read different articles from all over the globe and we assign points from in intervals of 25, from 0 to 100, for fucking with black people and how fucked with we feel. Today's contestants, uh, Woody Allen, uh, Baltimore Mayor, and um i don't know probably the police again i don't know (laughs) they've been on a hot streak lately yes um so um there was this person uh ricky Camarilli, uh who wrote for the huffington post which i mean uh you know he he is a white dude but he said um stop being mad at woody allen for not casting black actors to which i say Black people are not... Nobody cares. There are. I've never met a black person that's like, fucking Woody Allen, man. Jesus. When's he gonna give one of us a chance? I've
5: been quite angry. I've just been suppressing oh, it.
2: Oh, okay. You just haven't told ah. us? Yes. Yeah. Why couldn't it be black Jasmine? Um, Last week, Woody Allen finally broke his silence regarding accusations that he doesn't cast black actors. How finally broke his sound who's been protesting this yeah. i hadn't seen nobody on social media I'm i didn't angry. Not, yeah i did not get the uh alert or the invite somebody
5: been emailing him the same person that has been <laughs> writing those blogs from last week
2: yeah did he just get twitter And like <laughs> it's it. just one black person with like with seven accounts
5: they keep adding him hey man you need to put me in your film
2: <laughs> why you don't hire no brothers man it's me it's me what's this nice listen to my mixtape yeah. it's it's me Wesley Snipes I need a job man you need to put some brothers in your film I gotta
5: I I gotta do another vampire movie well
2: um yeah uh so apparently he addressed it and broke his silence uh why the world federal was necessary to hold director of scoop and Cassandra's dream accountable for the lack of black stars in cinema is a little beyond me but I like to discuss it anyway well it's funny Uh, last week we had the person the white lady who wrote the the problem with Lucy is there's no black people in it. Mm -hmm. I was like, why did you pick Lucy? Like of all the movies, like, no one gives a fuck about that movie. Why didn't you pick a a movie like, uh, you know, something that's going to win an Oscar or some shit, you know, like pick, pick something that everybody's like, wow, I expect this to be Oscar bait. And then be like, why didn't, uh, you know, American hustle have any black people in it? Cause that's something that everybody watched and got critical acclaim. If you're going to force us into some story that we didn't care about, force us into some history. How about
1: even something like uh, like Dawn of the Planet of the Apes? Wait, you're telling me no black people survived the simian flu? Right. We had one black dude
2: and he was angry as shit. Mm -hmm. That was it. Now, I did like that dude because he was angry at all those white people for fucking up. But still, that, like, nobody, like, yeah, nobody said anything about that. Nobody said anything about um, Transformers, which made a billion dollars. Nobody's going to, like, why pick why pick on lucy why are you
5: picking on woody woody allen and lucy and, yeah
3: and I, I i have a question y'all yeah. when the last time maybe 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 just my family when the last time black folks had a family function and somebody was like y'all remember that woody allen movie when the last time y'all
2: watched this? he makes a goddamn good movie that son of a bitch he will not put any black people in his I could, movies. I
3: couldn't even tell you a name of his movie. Like, like right. like, I could be watching one and wouldn't even know he directed it.
2: Uh, well, it's not a director's job to celebrate or showcase diversity, says this guy. Now, here's one of those times where, like, I feel like Woody Allen would read this and be like, please don't defend me. Like, I said what I had to say about it, but I don't need your help. Because then it's like, this person is going to probably go too far before I finish this. <laughs> You know what I mean? Where it's that's like, what, what I know you're on my side, but I already dropped a statement. You can just refer everybody to that. And he's like, nope. I got your back, Woody. First of all, black people need to learn how to act. You're like, what? Um, It's a director's job to tell that story, which they presumably worked tirelessly to get on screen. Whether Alan works tirelessly on his films anymore, of course, is up for debate. Well, that's more of a slight to Alan. Why would you say that? It's not a director's job to comb through that script and think there just aren't enough Slur blank insert ethnicity into my film. Maybe we could turn this character into that. Would be tokenism, which is almost more offensive than a lack of diversity. It often feels like an afterthought that ends up furthering stereotypes. Um, I will say uh, that not everybody agrees on that. You know what I mean? Like uh, one thing, one of the things I do like to see in Hollywood is when a black character is black, but that's not the purpose of that character. It's just like maybe that was the best actor. Like uh, Louie did it with his wife, his ex-wife on, on the show Louie. And there's never like a reference of like, I think one time they did it as a joke. But there's no like constant reference to like, look at this black woman. How'd they make these white kids? Like there's, like it's just kind of a character. She's She actually is, uh, to me, a better actress than the original ex-wife. Uh, they have a better type of like chemistry and stuff. And uh, the scenes kind of flow better with her you know if you want to call that tokenism because he felt that you know she did a better job and he hired her um you know i think that's that that's kind of belittling to her and louie as a director like making that choice so i wouldn't say that would be tokenism i think it's tokenism when you're like I don't, like, I don't think this person is good at what they do. I just want to put a black person into X situation.
3: Right, when it wasn't written around them.
2: Right, you know, like, I don't like that. Where it's like, I don't, like, let's put Tyrese in a movie. That is tokenism. You know, you're like, Tyrese can't act. Right, so mm. you there's nothing you can write for him. Right, like, you just need a black dude to say slang. Like, that's not, that's not really, you know, important to this. So, um anyway. Also, I like that he decided that it feels more offensive to us than, uh and not having black people in the movie at all uh why would we want woody allen to attempt to write black characters based on his limited world view it's obvious this is so insulting to woody allen at this point
4: obviously he's
2: racist y'all he gonna write them all fucked up uh it's obvious he would have very little perspective or authenticity is a much greater problem that his limited view of the world is of such specific socioeconomic sphere, which apparently does not contain enough African Americans for him to know or have known some. But is that his problem <laughs> or the world's problem?
5: That's his problem. I say
2: that that is specifically his problem. <laughs> uh,
5: like, how would he do his research? Would he just watch the Minister Society, the <laughs> boys in the hood? That's what, that's what the, somebody like. Here, just watch this and you'll know everything you need to know about black people.
2: He's just gonna go sit in black people's houses for no reason. <laughs> What? I don't know.
1: Hey. Like the way you're describing it, Rod, this article seems kind of racist to me. Like, why couldn't Woody Allen? Why why couldn't a black character be like the typical Woody Allen character? Why couldn't yeah. you have like a um, like a real kind of dweeby, nebbish, neurotic right, black character who really is interested in Freud?
2: Right, because it's not <laughs> like Woody Allen's films have like some sort of obsession with the fact that like these characters have to be white or else. These characters can't exist. You know what I mean? Like, you could make the cast or, you know, some parts, black people, and, and, then, and since race never comes up in his films anyway, hmm. it's not like it would be like, wait, I, now I can't believe this situation because a black person is at the party with them. And, like,
5: and is that Woody Allen or the casting director?
2: Um, I, for him, I'd probably say Woody Allen, you know, cause he casts like a lot of people, uh, like, yeah, from, like, He's a very hands-on director, okay. you know, um, and also with the children. But it is that uh-huh. is that his, is that his problem or the world's problem? If And if it is the world's problem, isn't it more important that global corporations such as Paramount Pictures, Universal Studios, or any other major studio take on the cause of telling a more diverse group of stories? Consider a study put together by UCLA last year that shows across the 100 top grossing films of 2012, only 10.8% of the speaking characters are black, 4.2% are Hispanic, and 5% are Asian, and 3.6% are from other and or mixed race ethnicities. When a studio is putting together what could be one of the largest grossing superhero themed entertainments of the year, entertainment meant for the majority to consume, shouldn't they consider the majority that is going to see the film, especially when 44% of tickets are sold to non-Caucasians? The point being that a studio makes 10 to 20 films a year that are meant for wide audiences. They are the ones who should be responsible for telling a diverse group of stories for a diverse audience. Now here's the thing with that argument though, that would still trickle down at some point. So either they're going to tell directors, Hey, you need to like
4: diversify your,
2: your casting, or they're going to go out and be like, we're going to just find movies specifically about, these people like okay we need a black movie we need a latino movie we need that type of movie but one way or the other it's going to get passed down to some individual directors at some point like they still whoever makes a movie is still responsible for making their movie you know what i mean um more often than not they do what's even worse than woody allen which is to pigeonhole african american stories by marketing them less to white audiences they wind up creating a culture where diversity is less of the norm and less interesting to more people colors of the rainbow woody allen makes one film a year the majority of which takes place in some upper crust bourgeois fantasy land where a rich old man must debate whether or not he should sleep with a much younger woman Alan is, <laughs> alan that's is, true that's that, most of his that is his for movies. His, yeah that is his uh that is his collection because uh, he's writing about life right just keeping it real Al- alan is not the villain when it comes to racial diversity on the big screen it's easy to paint him as one and believe me i don't mind doing so myself which is, and he links to something he wrote oh well he was on HuffPost live i guess completely what was he doing is it too soon to honor Woody? So I guess he was talking about that time he got that, uh, award. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just not the guy, not the guy in particular. This go around. Also, after digging through his 50 films, Woody Allen has cast African Americans in his films. Now, this is the part where I was like, I'm starting to feel fucked with. Like, I made it through all the rest of this shit and I was okay. Werner O. Hobson as Mavis, a maid in Hannah and her sisters. So, like, he went and found like the black people. <laughs> In each movie uncredited actor <laughs> wow a detective in Manhattan murder mystery so you don't
3: need no dude's name he's uncredited
2: Linda Curloff as nurse and everyone says I love you <laughs> not the nurse <laughs> Hazel Goodman as cookie a prostitute in this deconstructed Harry and she would tell Edgy of 4 as Ellis Moonsong and Melinda and Melinda. So All hired from Blackface Talent Agency. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Please contact us anytime you need Blackface actors.
2: Right. Uh, also, uh Letty Mae Daniels Lip Acting School. Um <laughs> has trained several of these actors. Um but yeah, I just like that was the part where I was like, come on, dude. Like I, I took your meaning earlier, but then they go be like, well, look at her. She played a hoe. Uh, this other one uncredited. <laughs> this Look, one was a nurse. Yeah, she was a maid. I'm like, all right, man, all right. Um, uh, but yeah, from zero to a hundred. Uh, Karen, how do you feel? Truthfully, I
3: don't know anything about Willie Adam other than he be a molesting kids. <laughs>
2: That's not what happened, but okay. So, um... <laughs> she said kids, like he was John Wayne Casey or something. <laughs> well, he molested somebody's
3: kid, child. Somebody being he, molested. He married his, daughter.
2: his adopted uh, daughter. hmm That's what happened.
3: Okay, yeah. Well, he put his hands on somebody. He ain't got nobody to put his hands on. Okay. that's about all I know about him. I probably have seen his movies. Don't know too much about him. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. I don't really feel fucked with. I give it a 25.
2: All right, Justin.
5: If you can, if you can have brother sister love, you can have daddy daughter love too. <laughs> um, but I give it 25 only because I feel like he fucked with Woody <laughs> more than black people. But I feel like I gave it 25 because he had to use black people for his argument. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, you could have just left us out of this and just picked on Woody cause you don't like his movies.
2: Yeah, he, it was weird cause like, I, it, like, as an advocate for Woody, I feel like he did more damage to Woody Allen than, than, than he helped. You know what I mean? Like just, just shut up. Like I already talked about it, dog.
5: Yeah, that's that, that's that backhanded, uh, that's that backhanded compliment. Like this is
2: Woody's comments on it. Not unless I write a story that requires it, says Alan, whose new movie Magic in the Moonlight is out in theaters. You don't hire people based on race. You hire people based on who is correct for the part. The implication is that I'm deliberately not hiring black actors, which is stupid. I cast only what's right for the part. Race, friendship means nothing to me except who is right for the part. That That is way more succinct and less offensive than... all this shit about well if i did write them i'm racist obviously because i'm a racist i don't even know any black people other than the help okay so that is what i do and uh of course that's how i feel okay y'all are inferior to me and
5: all the prostitutes i've ever had in life will uh, right. happen to be black
2: yeah. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> how do you
1: feel andrew oh i'd give it a 25
2: yeah, I'm gonna give it yeah. 25 too, man. So I don't feel fucked with. But yeah, I, I thought it was interesting because you literally could do that with like so many people. That you know, people were doing it with the show Girls for a while.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, like mm-hmm. you know, that's that person's vision. If, if I I root more for other people to get a chance to tell their story as well as right. it, rather than be like this person should tell my story. You don't know me. Mm.
5: <laughs> like, I, 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 can, then, I can do it myself thank you because then it'll be like the first season of the cleveland show
2: right yes. Which was terrible <laughs> yeah that it was, was terrible. horrible
5: and you were like do they do they even know <laughs> yeah. any black
2: people? that's, that's <laughs> what i
3: asked roger i was like what is this
2: foolishness yeah well that's what jewish writers think black people are like that's all uh as baltimore toughens youth curfew mayor holds forum to calm fears about targeting blacks baltimore where urban crime reigns supreme that's an interesting sentence to start. Can <laughs> 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 crime ever reign supreme? That's like That's be, never good. Yeah, if Beyonce reigns supreme. What is at this the, Gotham? You know? If the
5: wild didn't turn you away from Baltimore, this surely will.
2: Right. It has a curfew. It has had a curfew in place for many years, but it has not been strictly enforced. Now, city officials have rolled up their sleeves to the one of the strictest curfews this nation has ever seen in an attempt to get the city's youth off the streets and to sweep its urban areas of its rampant crime infestation. So, so
5: instead of having the police do their original job, they want to make more rules. And put those in place. Well,
2: they already have the rules. They just weren't enforcing them. Right.
5: But that's what I'm saying. That means the police weren't doing their job to enforce them. Yeah. So instead of saying, hey, guys, listen, enforce the current curfew that we have. Mm -hmm. Instead of doing that, they're saying, nope, you know what? We need a stricter curfew Mm because the police are now actually going to do their job by making a stricter
4: curfew.
2: Well, it doesn't sound like they're changing the curfew. It sounds like they're enforcing it. They, so it doesn't even sound strict. It sounds like the stricter is, let's do it now. <laughs> I wish they should have been doing a whole do time. Their job. Yeah, do your job. <laughs> sounds like we're going to tighten up. Not everyone, however, is in favor of the curfew. Some see it as a cloaked violation of minority rights, very similar to the much criticized stop and frisk policies in New York. Uh, the curfew, which is set to begin August 8th, was at the center of a second how- second town hall meeting uh, f- orchestrated by the city's mayor, Stephanie Rollins Blake, this week. In front of a group of about a hundred or so atten- attendees, the mayor addressed any questions and concerns about the imposing curfew, saying, this is not about criminalization young black children, but to reach them, or criminalizing young black children, but to reach them before their only option for them is law enforcement, stated the mayor. Still, by many in attendance, uh, it was argued that the curfew will only increase the likelihood of negative interactions between the law and young people. Mm-hmm uh yeah i I mean i can obviously see that if you haven't been enforcing this thing and then on the eighth you start enforcing it there is gonna be some people that are like you know well they i'm not going in or the cops gonna have to come find me or i didn't know and the cops are gonna be uh you know telling people to go inside their houses and shit and you know if especially if you don't know about the curfew there's gonna be a lot of people like you can't make me fucking go in my house like
5: do what i want the article too keeps using terms like nuke, um new curfew so Mm -hmm. is it new or is it not new because
2: the new curfew which replaces one that's been on the books for about 20 years okay it is new requires that all children under the age of 14 be accompanied by an adult between the hours of 9 p.m and 6 a.m year round children between the ages of 14 to 16 must also have an adult present with them at all times between 10 p.m and 6 a.m On weeknights during the school calendar, between 11 p.m. and 6 a.m. on weekends, and during the summer season as well. During the day, the curfew will extend from 7:30 a.m. to 3 p.m. Children and teens out too late will be taken by police to a curfew center, where a parent, (laughs) (laughs) where a parent or guardian will be contacted, and workers will decide whether it is safe for the kids to go home. The youths will not face criminal charges, nor will they be handcuffed when transported to the centers.
3: And to me So that's good. But to i to me, you just this is a whole bunch of problems. So that means that now everybody's gonna have to have ID because how do you know how old these children are? Like like when you mm. walk up on somebody, it will happen if you have somebody that might be, you know, twenty one but they look like they're fifteen. Like right. you know, so you're gonna run into into situations like that where people gonna have to carry their identity and then you're gonna have to go through all these different. Um...
5: They do that now, Karen. Uh, I've seen situations where people were arrested because they didn't have ID and they were taken downtown until someone could come down and vouch for who that person was.
3: Right. It was the waste of goddamn time. Why should I have to walk around with my ID on me at all times? Mm-hmm.
2: After, after one curfew violation, the young person's parents or guardians may be issued a civil citation or be required to attend family counseling with the child. If counseling sessions are not completed or if the child has repeated violations of the curfew, the parents or guardians may be subject to a civil citation or a misdemeanor, which carries a fine of up to five hundred dollars a community service. Shoot, that's a lot. That's a
1: bad idea. Yeah, that's right. a bad idea.
2: Right.
3: And, 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 and to me and maybe from from my perspective, is this just targeting inner city or is this for like the whole area? Cause I'm pretty sure not only black people live, live in, in, in this area.
2: So are you going to be doing the white children Wait, like this? How do you know that not only black people live in this area?
3: I'm, I'm just assuming, I'm assuming everybody lives everywhere. So, you know, are uh, y'all just say we just targeting these black neighborhoods cause we don't want these I black mean, people out there.
2: I mean, think about stopping Frisk in New York. It's predominantly black and Latino neighborhoods. There's no, like it is targeting a certain area with certain people, and so, that's
3: the problem that I have with the whole thing. If if you're not going to go around and enforce this on everybody, if you're not going to go around and stop people from all ethnic's and start questioning them and checking their ID, like if this is not going to be a citywide or a countywide, not trying to be funny thing, if you're really going to enforce this, this should be this should go out to all teenagers.
2: Uh, many, I just
5: I just want yeah. them to enforce people walking their dog without a leash. Can we can they start
2: enforcing that law? Many residents attending Ah. the forum stated that their fears about aggressive police officers. And one man at the forum told a neighbor, youth are ticking a time bomb. He said the parents would put their low-wage jobs at risk if they have to leave to pick their children up at a curfew center. Rawlings Blake responded to the man by pointing out, once you decide to be a parent, you are a parent 24 hours a day. And when you have difficulties, you cannot cast off your responsibility.
5: So what about children getting off of work? You know, during the summer, they can work later hours. Yeah. It's only during the school year they have to be done by like nine or eight o'clock, something like that. But during the summer, they can work later hours. Well, Uh maybe
4: uh,
2: gangs should just start wearing McDonald's uniforms. And then, you know, they can just all be like, I was on my way home from work. Mm -hmm. Smart. Yep. It's like with a pocket full of crack, it's like, yes. Ah! I work at McDonald's, Mm -hmm. man. I can't pay my bills that shit. The American Civil Liberties Union and the Fraternal Order of Police are not very optimistic about opposing <laughs> the curfew law either. Both are, you know what this sounds like? It sounds like when you're when a mayor thinks they have a good idea. Right. And then 'cause I bet you the police don't even want to do it.
3: No, because you're you're requiring you know what I mean? them to do more work. Right.
2: Cause one is more work. They've been doing this for twenty years they've been ignoring it. Cause they don't want any more problems. Yes. And then it's like Hey, man, you know what we think would be a good idea? Why don't you go rough up some black teens?
3: Who who might not be doing <laughs> shit and might not
5: be bothering nobody?
2: We've been watching the news lately and uh, apparently it's catching on like hotcakes. Yeah,
5: so. cause imagine well, the first team that they, that's like, look, man, I'm minding my business. My house is three houses down. Yeah, that sounds right. like this is
3: going to be non confrontational.
5: What, what is the issue? You know, yeah. and then you got a group of 14 to 15 year olds right. that's out here and you you messing with one, now you're messing with all of them. Um, mm-hmm. it's it's just gonna be bad. This video is gonna be popping up left and right. Everybody, then yeah. one of them Ooh. gonna get slapped around for recording
2: something. Right, something uh, bad will happen.
3: Or uh, some uh, officer gonna feel frightened and gonna shoot somebody. Like this is this is gonna come be all kinds of issues. What you gonna say, something, Andrew? I
1: was just gonna say this this would be a bad idea, no matter where it was implemented. Right. You know, and and racial issues aside, this would just be a bad idea because you've got it's gonna force police officers to use time that they could be using to solve, you know, really important criminal cases. Now suddenly they have to just deal with random teenagers. They have to take the time to transport them to the county curfew centers. Right. They have to they have to deal with parents who are upset like why are you taking my kid? And parents well what if the parents can't come pick up their kids right. from yeah. the curfew center? Like it's just adding so many more just little tiny conflicts. That the police are going to have to deal with—it's just not helpful for anybody. It also yeah.
5: defeats their original purpose, which it said was to to deter people from being involved with the system. Um, you're getting them involved <laughs> with <laughs> <Right>. the system, <laughs> right. like you're doing the exact opposite of what <laughs> you said you want to do. And I don't really see too many videos of teenagers out here robbing banks. Uh, mm-hmm. I see the adults out here that are committing most of these crimes because they can't find work because they do have charges at 18 and 19 because they they're charged with felonies and things they can't get off their record and if they go out and just commit more crimes um i just think
2: they should here's my here's my solution you create a space in baltimore where the police don't go and everybody can hang out and they (laughs) they can sell their drugs they could, maybe they could sell some used white T shirts uh and you know, maybe you call it you name it after like a, a another country where drugs are legal, you know. somewhere, where, you know, like, like maybe like Amsterdam or something like but then maybe like you don't want to get confused, so like, you know, uh black people love ham, you can call it hamsterdam, you know, and Yeah. I think that would solve the whole issue i i, I, <laughs> I, I agree
1: know.
3: and and you know what I agree with Andrew. I think some manager or supervisor. Up in higher management thought of this idea, but they don't have to deal with the consequences. No, I said that.
2: How you gonna oh. give the white man credit for my idea? <laughs> I said that. I'm sorry. The mayor or somebody that doesn't have to deal with fucking like actually arresting kids and shit was right. like, we could just have the officers like politely talk to them It's like these kids are gonna be like, man, if, like the fuck you. The, the kids that are like innocent are already gonna be like, man, this is fucked up. Now nah, I gotta go in the house. And I wasn't doing nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. And the kids that are doing wrong, are like, man, I can't. This crack not gonna sell itself. Yep. Like, I got to stay out here, dog, in these streets.
5: And they they already have a neg- negative connotation in those, uh, um, yeah, in those communities. They're just gonna make it worse. Why That's-
2: not do police work and arrest criminals? I hope. Right. I just hope
5: some other country. <laughs> I just hope some other country decides that whatever civil unrest happens in Baltimore, that you know what they need to come over and handle um, America's problems for America, because we seem to keep getting it wrong.
2: Well, I just want to know, like, is crack legal? Because, like, if it's not, that is a crime you could enforce uh, some policing on, rather than just locking people, putting people in uh, detention jail. centers because uh, they were out. Yeah, my at mind night. is jail but uh all right no, so. well
1: here's the other interesting thing is that it's you, you said you know based on the article that they're not actually going to arrest these kids right or, or press charges mm-hmm. so really it's just going to be an inconvenience for everyone how, well, how are and, you going to get in but there's mm-hmm. a part of me that wonders okay is it really for the best though that they're not actually arresting these kids because mm-hmm. if you know if the, the, if teenagers were actually getting arrested for this, then you would have you know parents would be able to file formal complaints and say, "Hey, you arrested my child on this really st- for this really stupid reason, mm-hmm. but if they're not actually arresting the kids you know, will the system effectively be able to process people's complaints?
2: Here's here's my other like like it seems yeah. like a
1: good thing they're not arresting the kids, but I'm wondering if in a weird way if it's actually yeah. now kind I don't, of uh, pr- I don't, kind of protecting them. Right.
2: Then, I, now then. I don't really have grounds to really sue you based right. on illegal yes. yeah. but, but here's the thing though. Know, um one, it does kind of feel like you might have a uh, illegal um like uh, I forget what they call it where they like lock you up for a while but you didn't do anything wrong. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, you can also press it against like in civil cases, like where like, if Justin like locked me into my car for two hours, I could like call the police and I forget what the crime is called. But also man, another reason I don't like it. I don't like this idea of young kids getting to know the police by the police, taking them and putting them in custody of some type, even without their handcuffs and shit. Like, yeah, you you should never get used to that. Like that. You know, Hey, uh, I noticed you standing outside, (laughs) Uh, come with me, get in the back of my car, we're going to drive you down to a place where you can't go anywhere until someone comes to pick you up. That sounds a lot like jail without the handcuffs. Right. Yeah.
5: And you say no handcuffs, but I don't see how the, the children that's not following this rule right. are going to be like, I'm not getting in your car, fuck you. Yeah, like, what happens then? Because that's what, that's what happens. So and, and, and what trying- are they going to do when the parents don't have a way to get down to this right. so-called facility that's, they probably, stay overnight? Not, that's probably not... Um, uh, convenient for the parents. Yeah. Do you stay overnight?
2: Do you, like, yeah. how long can your kids stay there?
3: Yeah. And, and they're not addressing, like you say, for the fact of children, uh, resisting, children being belligerent, children right. cussing them out. Cause so, they are teenage kids. Right. Who are very dumb. Right. And so they, you, they come over there, fuck you, officer. Okay. So now are you still polite or do you handcuff them now? Uh, so now right. they're under arrest. So it went from not arresting to an arrest. And we're dealing
2: with police so right. we've seen the videos and and this is based off the thought that parents
5: aren't necessarily doing a job you do have just defiant children yeah or um, or
2: parents they have to work nights and shit yep. you know what i mean like and, and it's not for- if my kid's not doing a fucking crime and i have to work at night and say he wants to i don't know hang out in the front of the yard with his friends like, and uh, he's like, I, I now have to get off work and go pick him up like,
5: or, or a block away, even if he's, yeah. even if he's a block away, like,
2: yeah, exactly.
5: And at 14, you, you're allowed to stay at home
2: by yourself. Yeah. Without parental it situation. seems like, it seems, it, it just seems very heavy handed. We'll obviously check back on how this works out. Yeah, but, um, and, and
3: also I think maybe just, I might be wrong, but I think this might be a way to kind of, um, uh, implement, uh, I guess a stop and frisk without it being called stop and frisk per se, mm-hmm. because you're actually just targeting people, you know, for just no apparent reason. Basically. Yeah.
2: Yeah. For being outside at the right. Certain time. But you um, don't
3: want to call it that because it got such a bad name.
2: Well, anyway, uh, the, uh, ACLU promises to monitor it and keep it on the radar mm-hmm. to see if it strains relationships with, uh, police and the youth. And I, I, I'll tell you when the fraternal order of police are saying they don't think it's going to work and they don't think it'll actually stop crime. I think you really need to rethink the whole policy, man. Cause, right, cause who, they know. Yeah. Who better would know than the police being like, yeah, people still going to sell cracks. So. Yeah. They,
5: they not used to dealing with situations where they had to use tact or anything like that. Their, yeah. their way of dealing with situations is do it the fuck I said and do it now. Yeah. Um, while their teenagers? while their hand is on their hip holding the gun. Ready All right. To we we got
2: to move on, man. Uh, zero to a hundred. I'm going to give, I'm saying everybody, if you're not a hundred, just let me know. <laughs> okay, that's I'm, the eyes have it. Uh, we gotta play our, <laughs> the eyes we gotta it. play our other game so we can uh, start wrapping up. Um, it's a game we like to call "Guess the Race." Now that it's time for some guess the race, that's right, it's guess the race time. Now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's Guess the Race time! Ba-dum-bum. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race, the number one racist game show going across all the podcast land where we read and play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today, Andrew from Film Geek Radio and, of course, Justin, to guess the race! And the chat room plays along, and they are quite racist. <laughs> uh, the first- <laughs> What can I say, man? They are. Um, let's look at our first story here. Uh, let me get to my guest to race articles here. Um, where are we at? Uh, here we go. <clears throat> uh, first story is about a man who left his kid in a car. He's been, going, been getting a, quite a lot of this, this this year. That's how you can tell global warming is real. Ah, the kids are dying. The more kids dying in hot cars. A child crying on the television show Game of Thrones hmm? jogged a foster parent's memory that he had left a 10-month-old girl inside of a sweltering car oh while, while he and his partner smoked marijuana at their house. Oh, my. Man. Uh, they say marijuana makes you forgetful. Seth Jackson, 29, is charged with first-degree murder. In the July 24th death in Wichita, no charges have been filed against his partner. Police say the girl was inside the car with the windows up for more than two hours, and it was 90 degrees outside. Ouch! An autopsy shows she died of hypothermia due to heat exposure. The affidavit says Jackson's partner told police that Jackson called that day to let him know he would be picking a 10-month-old up from the babysitter after taking their 5-year-old adopted child to a doctor's appointment. Jackson told police that when he arrived home, he locked the car, went inside with his five-year-old and the pizza. So the pizza was more important than the baby. Of
5: course. This this story is so confusing. I mean, you got a guy, a family that's adopting children. They can't be black. But they all smoking marijuana. (laughs) Um, But they in Wichita. (laughs) You know what I mean? But they were out past curfews right but then i feel like the 10 month old wasn't his child
2: well neither one of them are his child they're adopted
5: oh they both adopted yeah so they're
2: his child through adoption not physical you know what i mean i'm yeah all right jackson's partner said he and jackson watch one and a half i think they're trying to say that they are uh, a gay couple
3: without saying saying it i don't know why uh
2: but that's I guess they scared to write it. You know what? It's probably because of the comment section. It's probably better for everybody. <laughs> like, the kind of stupid person that wants to leave a homophobic comment can't figure out that these, they're talking about, they can't, they're talking about two dudes. And like, Jackson's partner said he, oh, uh, he got a business partner? Well, that's good. Two men
5: and a baby. I
2: won't even leave a comment on this one. Uh said he and Jackson watched one and a half episodes of Game of Thrones and smoked marijuana. Jackson had picked up that day, according to affidavits, so he remembered to pick that up. <laughs> he remembered to watch not, Game of Thrones. Yeah, but not his child. All the important things. In life. I got my weed. I got my pizza.
3: Got the Game of Thrones. The
2: partner told police Jackson realized he left a 10-month-old outside in the car when he heard the child crying on the TV show. The men rushed outside. Jackson unlocked the vehicle, and his partner removed the child. The partner told investigators the girl was hot and stiff when he grabbed her from the car
5: <laughs> and carried her <laughs> to the house. Crutchy. He worked her crutchy. Oh
2: wow, really, Justin. Oh wow.
5: Hilarious. I don't know why they blame it. only one of the one of the parents. Like the other guy didn't realize <laughs> his other child wasn't there too.
2: Yeah, you wouldn't have asked that. <laughs> they was high. Hey, um, remember the other child we have? <laughs> What happened? Like, I see you got the marijuana. And that's the new child. So you know they wouldn't have forgot. That's like if you got like a new video game. You always <laughs> know where that's at. Yo,
5: where is my man 2015?
2: As he called 911, Jackson attempted CPR, but he could not get the child's mouth open according to affidavit. Ooh, that really burnt that baby up. So I told you, crispy bacon. Ooh. <laughs> crispy baby. Freshman. <laughs> <baby. laughs>
4: <laughs> oh.
2: Well, I guess we'll all go to hell together. Officers <laughs> who responded found Jackson still on the phone when they arrived, making calls and repeatedly stated, I left her in the car. She's dead. She's dead. Meanwhile, the girl was unresponsive and lying on her back on the back on the couch. Firefighters moved the girl from the couch to the floor when they arrived and attempted to revive her. Later in an interview at police headquarters, Jackson's partner told the Texas that he and Jackson had been foster parents to the 10 month old girl since she was two weeks old. Police have not released the child's name and documents in the case use only her initials. Uh, although the child died of hyperthermia, uh, Sedgwick County District Court Mar- attorney Mark Bennett said the first degree murder charge was warranted because the child died during the commission of an inherently dangerous felony aggravated endangering of a child. The case is not charged as intentional murder. So like manslaughter or mm-hmm. fir- I guess first degree accidental murder. Oh, he Sounds white. Like in addition to the 10 month who they were trying to adopt. Jackson and his partner have five other children in their care. Just fucking weed around on these kids. <laughs> Damn. They had, they had three other kids, foster kids, three, five, and 18, and two adopted kids, five and seven. The two younger foster children were visiting other relatives at the time, the 10 month old, that the 10 month old died. So the three and, I guess the three and five year olds weren't there. It was just the 18 year old, the five and the seven year old, So they old enough to smoke. Uh, prosecutors said Jackson's attorney's degree. Oh, the circumstances are entirely different than a widely publicized case in Georgia, where a father faces murder and child cruelty charges. All suspicions of intention of leaving a twenty intentionally leaving a twenty two month old boy inside a hot car last month when he went to work. So they must have looked at his Google history and didn't find any searches. Uh, guess, uh, guess the guess raise Justin. Um, they don't let black people get that
5: many children mm-hmm. and false to kill. Okay. And what you're talking is is he definitely white. He white. And they called it an accident.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> they charging him with an
2: accident. Yeah, he white. Alright. What about you, Andrew?
1: Yeah, he's white.
2: Alright, let's take the chat room. Crashers keep cosplayer, Night Watch White. Oh. One who sacrificed his baby to the White Walkers in exchange for unlimited cheese. <laughs> oh. Joffrey's loved Joffrey loves torturing those females. You know, black gay men aren't going to be allowed to foster kids. White, hot and stiff Aww. like the cheese pizza they ate. White, damn it! Ah. <laughs> God damn it! You guys are evil. Uncredited, <laughs> uncredited Butler Woody Allen film.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Non-Hispanic white, Uh probably probably import the new kid from Ethiopia. White, and one who could afford HBO even when all of those kids white. <laughs> the correct, <laughs> the correct. Correct answer is white. So And one person missed it. Man, that that is dude crazy that story. man. Man, I like I got I have his picture too. I'm going to put it in the chat. But I mean, he he looks like a dude that would get high watching Game of Thrones. I just feel bad for that baby, man. Um <laughs> God damn it! I can't believe that can't
1: heal some children. <laughs> <laughs> he <laughs> looks like he could be a character on Game of Thrones. He does, right? And he
2: would be a fuck up too. Uh, all right, let's uh, look at this article. Uh, Georgia teacher got fired after students found nude selfies in her cell phone. And that seems that's that seems kind of weird. Like that's a fine line, right? Because. <laughs> Is my, I can't have new pictures of myself in my own cell phone. Was she, was she flashing it to the students? Don't swipe left.
5: <laughs> yeah. Don't swipe right.
2: <laughs> right. I guess that's why you gotta have a code on your phone. You better lock it down. Uh, Lakeisha Jones, 34. <laughs> what? What? Lakeisha Jones, 34, a former business teacher, uh, at Malliers Middle School in Savannah. Yeah uh georgia was fired by savannah chatham school board after it was discovered that several of her students accessed nude selfies she saved mm-hmm. in her cell phone
5: accessed mm-hmm. that mean broke into her phone
2: it, yeah uh the formal reasons for her dismissals were being irresponsible with her phone for not properly handling or reporting the incident and for insubordination in the weeks that followed back home uh, my family is pro- prominent, she said. I'm the, I'm the Natchez Indians Mardi Gras ball queen. Nothing like this ha- was, has ever happened to me. Uh, here's what exactly happened. District officials testified Jones had given the students her cell phone password to call home. Then she left the phone unattended. They also said she did not report the incident, but asked students to text the social media chatter back to her so she could track down the coverage on her own. So they must have been on Twitter, like, sharing the pictures and stuff.
3: Why, it, why would you give a child access
5: to your telephone? Well, she
3: said to so call they could home. home. I don't give a damn. about. You. There's plenty of phones
2: around here besides mine. Okay. All right. Calm down. Um, she's just trying to do a solid. She's tr- yeah, she's just trying to be a good teacher and help her kids out.
5: That's probably not the first time she's allowed students to call home.
2: Yeah, like, you want to use my phone to call home? No problem. When district officials found out about it, they removed Jones from Myers' pending termination. They said she failed to report to work for three weeks. (laughs) During that time, they say Jones also forged a 2015 teaching contract offer in order to secure a loan. When she finally resumed work at Daring Middle, she left her phone unattended a second time, and it was taken by yet another student. Oh, so
3: this is a repeat thing for her.
2: What they saw became the hottest topic on the middle school social media site for weeks. Jones Oh Lord. Jones lying in bed with her nude body partially draped in a sheet, a nude selfie and a close up of female anatomy. <laughs> Not a close up. <laughs> Crotch shot. The
5: boys had never seen anything like that right. from their teacher.
2: Yeah, like this is much better than uh this is much better than health class. <laughs> <laughs> jones however tells a different story she, is cl- home. she claims that after sending students to get scissors they never came back she then went looking for them and found them right where they started in her classroom according to jones the students allegedly had somehow circumvented her password and discovered nude selfies they then took screenshots of the images texted them to friends and shared them on social media the students started a facebook page titled T-H-O-T, that hoe over there. (laughs) (laughs) And use other social media to share the images with their peers, according to Myers Middle School principal Erica Washington. Jones insists that she's the victim. I'm grown, Jones said. Whatever is on my phone is my business. There is nothing in the policy about what you can or cannot have in your phone. Jones plans on suing both the students who allegedly shared their pictures online and the school board for wrongful termination.
5: Suing those students is the way to go.
2: Uh, so guess the race, guys. Oh, Lakeisha black. Jones.
5: Black. Dog right. skin black at that.
2: <laughs> oh, Lord. How could you tell? Uh, just <laughs> from the, the, the name. Good grief. Uh, what about you, Andrew?
1: Yeah, I'm going to say black. Right, <laughs> say dog skin black, Andrew. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> let's
2: oh, check Lord. the chat room. News exchanging thirst trap setting Kool-Aid engineer. I got Indian in my family, black. <laughs> uh, she got fired while her white coworker got suspended with pay for sleeping with the same kids, black.
4: So the, <laughs> <Damn>.
2: <laughs> so the pictures was taken to serve two purposes, black. One who was big boy's third cousin from the West Savannah, black. World star teacher of the year. Next time, don't get a track phone, sister. Intergalactic inset, thought pocket, and black. The correct answer is, and it seems like everyone got it, Black. <laughs>
5: Intergalactic insect. Say what, Justin? Michael Ford called an intergalactic insect.
2: Yep. This, I have
3: a it. question. I wonder who's telling the truth in that situation.
2: Well, how are we ever going to get to the bottom of it, Karen? Sounds uh, like those kids already got to the bottom of her pictures. Either way, either I think so. she
5: wins that lawsuit. Wow. Um, cause they, cause they used her phone and made a Facebook page, posted all that stuff online. That's distributing pornography. Um, she's gonna win that lawsuit.
2: Oh, okay. I mm-hmm. don't
5: know if she'll work as a teacher again, <laughs> but I doubt
1: that. She forging documents.
5: <laughs> she she show up for work for three weeks. they
4: definitely.
3: I'm so, just not gonna show up for work.
1: Yeah, I mean, good. it was probably her own fault. Her password was probably 1234.
3: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the one they tell you not to use, ever. Yeah.
1: But I can
5: imagine her being embarrassed about that and not wanting to show up for work. though. Uh, I mean, your news leaked out all
2: around your office and your students. But why mm-hmm. does she
3: inform, inform them? I bet you that's going to be their thing. It was like, you should informed us immediately.
2: All right, Sherlock's. Okay, we're not going to solve all the cases today. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let's go to the bonus round. Ruby snacks. (laughs) Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right, it's the bonus round against the race. So far, Justin and Andrew are tied. Two for two going into the bonus round. But everything now is worth double the points, double the racism. Here we go. All right. Here's another hot car story. He's a a young boy everywhere. left in
0: a hot car spotted by a concerned couple who called police. When police arrived, it wasn't just the boy who needed an ambulance. Only on Fox 31 Denver, Tammy Viejo has the story of a mom charged with running over the couple who called 911 on her. <laughs> Tammy? <laughs> Here is <laughs> A 43-year-old Shannon Dominguez is confined to a wheelchair. She and her boyfriend tried helping a 4-year-old boy avoid danger but ended up in harm's way themselves.
4: Hey, every day. As a chore.
0: They could never have imagined that calling police... All four windows were rolled up. ...to help a child left alone in a hot car... It scares the heck out of me that some innocent child might die. ...would end up like this.
1: My tibia has a spiral break. And then my phibia has three brakes in it.
0: Shannon Dominguez Ooh. and her boyfriend, Alan Mason, say 27-year-old Christina Riddell ran over them with her white Honda on June 7th, after Dominguez called police to report a little boy left alone in a hot car. She heard me talking on the phone to the police. The drama unfolding in front of this Dollar Tree store. Dominguez says Ridell got mad, threatened to beat her up, and punched Mason. Dominguez says they were standing in this empty parking space when Riddell then got in her car, backed up, then accelerated toward them, hitting <laughs> Dominguez first and then Mason. Key went over the hood.
3: She dragged me about twenty feet, and then I you knew she wasn't I realized she wasn't gonna stop, so I let go.
0: Police soon arrested Riddell at her home. She wasn't there when we stopped by today. She gets to go out on the weekends with her family, and I can't do any of that. Doctors tell Dominga she may never walk normal again, for yes. now, bound to a wheelchair. It's hard. We used to be so active, and now I can't do much of anything. But the couple says if they could do it over, they would. They
1: helping a child, I wouldn't do it in a heartbeat.
0: Riddell has an extensive criminal record and now faces charges of hit-and-run assault and child abuse. <clears throat> Tammy Vihill, Fox 31, Denver. What a story, Tammy.
5: Man, Good Samaritan gone wrong. Uh, did they not see a vehicle coming at them at full speed? They don't
2: know how to move I away? mean, the same vehicle they were reporting on? They must, <laughs> they must have tried to get in her way thinking she wouldn't run them over. Like, you are not leaving here. No. Mm-hmm. You will not run me. Oh, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so guess the race, Justin. Oh, uh, white. Of the driver. White. White. All right. What <laughs> Multiple about, charges? White. What about you, Andrew? Yeah, white. Let's check the chat room. Meth manipulators. Uh,
1: <laughs> I woke up like,
2: I woke up like this. I woke up like this. Flawless privilege and credit score. Oh. <laughs> Woody Allen movie cast member ran over someone and is out on bail. White. Um, looks like we didn't get a lot of guesses for that one. Everybody's so scared to be wrong. Y'all uh, nervous? Well, if you don't <laughs> right. guess, it still counts against you. White on white violence. A curfew is needed. <laughs> Was going to the border and hit speed bumps Latina. <laughs> Whiter than copy paper. The correct answer is white. <laughs> a couple of you missed it. now what a horrible like that's the thing he thought you were helping and right then now your ass getting ran over you a victim too because it should have occurred to you that anyone that will leave a baby in a hot car and, <laughs> and be mad at you about it don't give a fuck about running you over yep. right you don't mean anything yeah
5: surrounding like, the car you called the police that was enough like mm-hmm. that's all you needed to do at that point you don't need to surround the car
2: yeah, you could have did that from a far off. A human Louisiana woman is accused of stabbing her boyfriend early Sunday morning because he stayed out too late.
5: he and he wouldn't get up to go to church the next morning.
2: Now that is, that is some pressure. That's like streetlights. That's worse than curfew by the police. You got you got to be home on time. You got a stabbing woman. Oh Lord, Kara Kara du, Dupree, twenty one years old. Oh, she white. Confronted K E R A Kara Dupree. Confronted the unidentified oh. <laughs> man and stabbed him in the leg when he failed to return home at a reasonable hour. Terbone Sheriff Captain Don Forex said <laughs> <laughs> that name the West well, Louisiana. The man was bleeding profusely from the knife attack. She said, He's expected to recover. Dupree was taken to the Terrebonne Parish Jail and booked on one count of second-degree battery, which carries a penalty up to five years in jail upon conviction. She remains in jail awaiting a bond hearing. Guess the race oh, she,
5: oh, she black. she Dupree.
2: Okay, so just in the <laughs> same black. She can't get out of her bed. She can't get those bail. She's black.
5: I'm thinking she probably tried to stab him in his uh, dick and not in his leg. Okay.
2: What about <laughs> What about you, Andrew?
1: Yeah, I agree. Black.
2: Black. All right, let's check the chat room and see what they believe. Rejects from the true from true blood white. Uh split still in jail black. Fish belly, says Leonard Brothers. I don't know, what is that? White. <laughs> oh, Fish good. fish's bellies are white. blacker than the corner of Leonard <laughs> Brothers' heart when he sto- st- st- stores his guest. <laughs> oh.
4: His guesses are the race. He <laughs> is he is is his,
2: his guesses are the most racist. it, it really is. I, I broke bread with that man three times. And <laughs> look him in his eyes and wonder where this evil comes from.
3: Because <laughs> he's a sweet person. Yeah, <laughs> he
2: is, He's a beautiful person. Uh, Bone-toe citizen of one of Bill Compton's non-progressive friends. <laughs> Head-patter, food stamp bitch, white. And the correct answer is she is white. Oh. Uh, so that, that goes, uh, uh, I think Leonard Brothers got that right. But the rest of y'all, Soak it in. That's right. You guys are wrong. That was a white woman. Cause in Louisiana, anybody can be named Cara dupree <laughs> Apparently so. They don't they have like they have like white dudes named like Lamont. Should have stuck with my initial. Louisiana. Yeah, I should've stuck with my initial
5: get. Yeah. But once you said she couldn't get out
2: <laughs> It it tainted everything. <laughs> yep. All right, man. Let's uh, let's wrap it up with some sword this, guys. All right. Uh, I would, I, I wish I could have broke the tie, man. I, that was a good one. That was, y'all were evenly matched. All right. I say, you don't have another one? I mean, I have another one. I expected, all right. I, one, one chance to break the tie. Okay, guys. Let's see what happens here. Uh, <laughs> so we can declare a winner?
5: Yeah, we can declare a winner. I think Leonard one. Brothers won that. Uh, <laughs> a, a <laughs>
2: mother, a mother in Washington State is behind bars. Uh because she set her husband on fire because he molested her seven year old daughter. Tatan oh. Tatanisha T- T-
4: <laughs>
2: Headman, forty years old, allegedly told police that shooting her husband, fifty two year old Vincent Phillips, was too nice. Damn. Ooh, too nice. So you know she going to jail. Like she just told the cops, was, like, I could have did more. Yeah, it's like, uh, ma'am, you you burned the man up, uh, I, cause I I would have shot him, but that's too nice. Oh, I did it. Headman was arrested July seventeenth, the day after Phillips ran into a convenience store with severe burns, asking for help. When authorities arrived, Phillips told the officer, "My wife did it." Headman allegedly confessed to pouring gasoline on her husband because he hurt her daughter. Phillips is not the child's biological father. Days later, police recommended. Oh, okay. That she be charged with first-degree child molestation. Phillip, I mean, that he be charged, sorry, with first-degree child molestation. Phillips is hospitalized while Heaven is in jail on assault. Her bail is set at $500,000. Who's going to take, take care of the kid now? Right. Uh, but I uh, guess the race of Tatanisha T- Hedman.
5: I almost went white just because the child's father was involved. Mm-hmm. So you said uh, it's not the child's father.
1: Mm. Oh, she black. All right, Andrew. Yeah, I was thinking white because it was Washington State. I was like, what happens in Washington State? Mm. But uh, no, I think uh, black. All right, let's check the chat room. Yes, he
2: deserved to die, and I hope he burns in hell, dark negress, Black, dark matter. Her soul has seen ancient dusky rivers, and closest her hair will get to water. (laughs)
4: Uh,
2: Black says Farger, Uh, Karen, I need your ruling on this. What race is Tatanisha Heaven? Uh. <laughs> uh, uh, it's
5: it's a few more guesses on there too, right Okay, I I'll look. get to
2: it. Uh, flawless remix jumper on hotter bars and Lil Kim, darker than Michael Clark Duncan's gums. No disrespect, Jesus. <laughs> no disrespect. That's very yeah, no disrespect. So, Karen, what are you going with?
3: Man, that was a tough one. Hmm. I I'm gonna go with black. I was gonna go Hispanic, but I'm going go with black.
2: All right, so you guys both got that right. All right, that was a tiebreaker. Yeah, um, she
3: looked light-skinned. I
2: don't think anybody missed it, so. but She had her edges. It was hard to tell. It was hard to tell, man. Right, because she,
3: <laughs> she almost looked Hispanic. It
2: was real touch-and-go there for a second. Um all right i'm let, gonna go with hispanic just
5: because
2: it's too late i don't want her being skinned. we already know the answer it's too late <laughs> uh, yeah that, that L- Leonard brother's
5: heart is dark enough
2: uh so oh, lord uh, samurai sword attacker was sent back to jail <laughs> back. good good <laughs> yeah. first of all what was Did he, he ever, break out with his sword what was he ever doing out a man who bashed someone up having just been received wait A man who bashed someone up, having just been released on parole for the attempted murder of his brother, has been jailed for a further three years. Ricky Lee Kay first made headlines when he and his adopted brother forced their way into a palba home and attacked their third brother with samurai swords. The family of the victim, who died a few years later of unrelated injuries, went on a conversation battle against Kay and his co-accused in 2011. K has been serving the bulk of a six year sentence for the attack when he assaulted a man at the halfway hostel where he was staying. He fronted the Harvey Bay District Court on Friday, ch- uh charged the two with two counts of assaulted assault occasionally occasioning that is a new one. Assault occasioning bodily harm. <laughs> what did this happen? Mm-hmm. Uh Justice Richard Jones sent his K to a while, wow, they spelled his last name wrong. Some of the sources on these to a total of three years to be served concurrently, but cumulatively with a separate jail term handed down in 2011 K will be eligible for parole in February of next year. Wow. You already be back. Um, Here's another one.
5: Well, somebody put it in the chat room. There's storm shadow and snake eyes.
2: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Attacking a hard master Uh, argument over fire pit leads to stabbing by sword. Oh, my. Can't even argue over a fire pit with feeble.
5: Now they're going to stab you with a sword. I mean, the fire pit sounds like a joyous occasion. Right. You got, you got drinks. Roasting marshmallows. Mm-hmm.
2: Roasting hot dogs. Making s'mores. Good time. A man who apparently was upset about his neighbor's fire pit has been arrested on suspicion of stabbing the neighbor in the arm with a novelty sword. <laughs> Well, that's not so novel now, is it? What the, What is
5: a novelty sword? Like, does that a mean sword? It, was, it was signed by somebody?
2: All versions of a sword are a sword. That, that's, <laughs> like, that's the bullshit about it. Like, with a gun, there's certain guns that don't fire or they shoot blanks or they're replicas or something where they can't actually hurt a person. There's no version of a sword that can't hurt you. I don't understand why this is not being taken seriously as an issue in America. Billings Police Sergeant Shane Winden Tells the Billings Gazette that the 28-year-old victim took himself to the hospital. His wounds were not life-threatening. Officers arrested 43-year-old Robert Green on suspicion of assault with a weapon, disorderly conduct, and resisting arrest just after 1.30 a.m. Friday. Witness says Green was screaming and yelling at his neighbor about the fire pit. When the neighbor knocked on Green's door to talk to him about it, Green opened the door and lunged at him with a sword that he had pointed, that had a pointed tip. Shit. Officers had to use a stun gun on Green when he would not move away from the sword. Not good. Well, I w- wish it was a gun. Uh, anyway, uh, that's it for today. Make sure you guys check out my man Andrew uh, at FilmGeekRadio.com. dot com. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cinema Fix, the Tupperware party. We can talk about the leftovers and a working man. Be as confused yep. as you were the week before. <laughs> yep. Um,
3: <laughs> and you know when y'all when you said your uh, podcast was called Tupperware, I thought it was gonna be about food.
1: Mm hmm. No, it's about um, leftovers. Exactly, which the leftovers, is, which is
2: kind of about no. But he's food. talking about the
3: TV show. I was, talking, I was talking about like food, food, like real food.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. man, what is up with her with with that the daughter's friend anyway? Does like does she have somewhere else to stay? Cause she apparently
1: on not. One of our listeners actually because I, I asked that question apparently. <laughs> In the first episode or something, they mentioned that she doesn't have a place to stay, so she kind of lives with them. I oh, miss that because yeah. I I had the same question, like, why is she always over there?
2: Yeah, I don't like her little hot pants being over there all the time. That's yeah, not good. pants. Yeah, she's a little too she's a, she's a little too familiar with uh with Cher Garvey, man. Uh, yeah, she's they have Garvey. this
1: like whole American Beauty thing. Yeah, going on. Not
2: a fan of that. Not a fan of that at all. Um but uh, yeah check them out man check us out we'll be back tomorrow at 7 with uh Amber from Black Sexy Geeky and Mental podcast um so that would be cool mm-hmm. Um until tomorrow I love you I love you too baby I love Mwah. you all too Okay Justin stop Karen until tomorrow <laughs> I love you I love you too Mwah. Mwah.